1: I have about 30 strategies that I use, but that's why I say I'm equipped for war. I got 30 strategies to defeat the market, but some people don't even have one. All they got is my boy said this. That's not a strategy. You know what I'm saying? But see, you need actual real-life high-probability strategies to make it in here. So that's why I feel like options, in my opinion, is the is the best strategy thing a person could do is learn how to day trade options like the reason why i keep up with it because i want to teach my kids this one day
2: my graduates from my school being forbes backdrop backdrop <laughs> mic drop Backdrop. Backdrop.
0: This episode is brought to you by META and the META Elevate program. We've partnered with META to provide our EYL University earners with scholarship to META's Coursera programs. Each scholarship offers access to certification programs in marketing and software engineering. Once certified, learners have access to a private job board with over 250-plus employers looking for talent, as well as fairs and career-related events. This is a great opportunity, y'all. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Take advantage now.
2: All right. Welcome back, EYL. This is something that uh I'm sure a lot of people are excited about. They've
0: been waiting for this moment. Yeah, they've been waiting He's for this it.
2: moment. But you know, gotta make it happen at the right appropriate time. Time is very important in life. Time is right. everything. You can't rush it. You can't rush the vibe. Don't force the vibe ever. Yeah. You gotta do it at the right time. So Aristotle, somebody has been growing a social media following for years now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The momentum is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and even we had you at InvestFest. thank you for coming and um appreciate the opportunity yeah no nah, for sure man i was dope you did your thing and i felt like i had to invite you because you were one of the the hottest people in this space but also you represent a, a younger demographic like mm-hmm. a young gen- generation like we're in our 30s but you're in your 20s so that's important because a lot of people in their 20s rock with us but it's always good to get somebody that's like directly at that age level like you know mm-hmm. what i mean you want to have all different Demographic. Um, eight, yeah, yeah. yeah, so super hot out there in the streets right now. I see mm-hmm. you rapping with a little baby. I see all you talking streets. to DC Young Fly. Yeah. <laughs> all of these guys, man. And if you don't know him, he does option trading. He does investing. He does uh day trading. So in the world of investments, but he's also a businessman. Um, You know, grew his social media account. Uh, to almost it's over five hundred thousand. Five forty, right? Yeah, five forty. Almost, almost six hundred thousand. He has a YouTube channel. He puts out daily content.
1: He's an author. You said what? You got a book? Yeah, I do. I I, I wrote two two books.
2: And Mm -hmm. he's a uh, family man as well.
1: It's true. Mm -hmm.
2: Father and husband, right?
1: Appreciate married
2: club. Yeah. So, so this is gonna be a dope conversation. And he's a he's actually a veteran also.
1: That yeah, veteran six years. Yeah. So
2: so this is going to be a dope conversation. And any chance that we get to talk about investing, that's always the people's favorites. They always love when we have investment conversations. So I'm sure that this will be one of these classic episodes that people will take a lot of information from mm-hmm. and be able to execute. So first and foremost, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it.
0: Appreciate both of y'all. Sure, yeah, right, appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love the age part of it because a lot of times we walk into young adults and we try to give him advice, especially early on, before we even started earning these. He's like, oh, I'm only 20. I'm only 21. I'm like, yeah, well, this guy, Aristotle's been doing this since he was 18, 19 years old. So, like, what's the excuse? Right. So, it's going to open the lens to a lot of people, like Shadi said, that whole demographic who's thinking, like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, here's somebody who did. Facts. Yeah.
2: Facts. I want to get into this. I want to talk about the business to invest in, but before, I want to start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, all right. You said you're 26 years old, right? And you did six years in the military. Right. So that would, in my brain, lead me to the the conclusion that you came to the military straight out of high school? Yep. All right. So you go to the military straight out of high school. Mm -hmm. What was your thought process in that? How did that go? And when did you become um, an investor? Because I understand that you actually became a, a millionaire while you were still in the military. Is that correct? Yes. All right. So talk about that.
1: So I joined the military when I was... Eighteen years old, straight out of high school. I graduated high school in May of 2014. I joined the military September 9th, 2014. I never forget that date. Um, I could have joined June, but I really wanted to spend you know my last summer, you know, as a teenager, just to you know party, enjoy myself, uh, save some money. So during that process, I was selling online sneakers too. During that uh, my senior year of high school. I was selling online sneakers, so I had already been knowing that I can sell things online since seventeen years old, right before my 18th birthday. My first uh, sale ever was a uh, bread Elevens. Yep, classic. I, I bought them from my homeboy for 100, put them on eBay, and sold it for 440. And then I and then I just kept flipping at 300. But uh, even before that, uh, I always had jobs. When I was a uh, nine years old, I always had an entrepreneur mindset. So I lived in a um, Cleveland Avenue, you know, where um, some of the rappers you, you've heard of are from like Young Thug. I was gonna say, Young yeah.
2: Thug's from there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's on the
1: west so, side? That's on the uh, south, kind of like right south of Atlanta. Like, okay. well, it's in Atlanta though, but it's like, you know, south.
2: South, it's on the south
1: side. Yeah, south okay. side. So, um, south, yeah. So, when I was living there, I used to take out people's trash for $1. So that's how I would pay for my candy and all that, because I never really wanted to ask my dad for much. It was just. Me, my dad, and my stepmom living there. And uh, so that was my first job. So I had two jobs when I was nine years old. I used to walk a boy home, make sure he's safe. His mom would give me $10 a week. And then I used to take out trash. I used to knock on everybody's door, take out trash for a dollar. So since I was nine, I always knew how to make at least $20 to $40 a week just without my parents. So I always had a hustler mindset. Um, I, I sold candy in middle school. Um... And I flipped $10 into about $1,200. My granddad gave me $10, and I just kept buying candy. And I always had discipline to not spend my money. So, uh, so when I look back and think about where I am today and I look back at what I've done my whole life, I've always been an entrepreneur, hustling, turning something little into a lot. You know what I'm saying? So once I joined the military, the first thing I did was pick up some clippers. So if you look at a pattern, there's a pattern of me picking up a trade in every stage of my life. So I picked up some clippers. Um, I first started charging five, but it was easy because we was in AIT. And um, the soldiers had to get a haircut before formation. So I always knew to take advantage of every opportunity given to me. I see that these guys just got out of basic training. The last thing they want to do is do work. So they want to hurry up and get their haircut. So what led me to investing was barbering. I was uh, making a lot of money in the military once I joined uh, at 18. I just got to AIT, so I ended up turning 19, picked up some clippers, went on YouTube, and self-taught myself how to barber. So how did I learn? People were already getting bald heads, so even if I messed them up, it was better (laughs) than a bald head, you get what I'm saying? Like, even the slightest line, these boys didn't care. So I was able to learn from, because people just came from bald heads, so they like, shoot, just give me something. Anything's better than this. I just want like a line or something. So I'm learning on these boys' heads, and then I start picking it up. You know, I'd have messed up some heads here and there. You know, I'm <laughs> saying when I first started, casualties but, of war. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then, uh, long story short, I came out of AIT with about five thousand. What's states, AIT? Advanced Individual Training. So it's like right after basic training, they whatever your MOS is, they send you to AIT. What's MOS? Uh. Your occupation. I don't know what okay. that stands for though. You, y'all know, yeah, yeah your job. job in the military. Yeah, just okay. your, just the occupation. So your MOS is your, is your job, and the AIT is where you go get your training right after basic training. So you might go to basic training with everybody. Everybody goes to basic training together, but then we spread out and go to wherever your AIT is, and that's where you get your training. And you get actually college credit depending on what job you got. So my MOS was information technology specialist, IT. So I, I'm actually I have a strong IT background. I know how to secure networks. I know how to work satellites. I know how to do all that. You know what I'm saying? Still, uh, they give you a secret clearance, and I was about to get the top secret. But once I started investing, I denied that package. So what made me got into investing was I was making about three k a month off barbering, and I was having it in my safe. I went to a bank, and then um, I was you know saying I'm about to deposit, and then the lady was like, "Why don't you invest?" So I was like, "You know what." cool. I'm going to invest this money. You know what I'm saying? She was like, put it into one of these investment accounts. So I was like, nah, I think I'm smarter enough. I, I done. So what's crazy is because I self-taught myself how to barber, I knew that I can self-teach myself how to invest because I'm like, if I, all I got to do is go on YouTube and learn it. So I went on YouTube, but that wasn't enough. So I started buying books. So it wasn't no gurus and back in that time when I was learning. So I really just- your
2: leisure back then?
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. it That's wasn't that. Fact, yeah. So, <laughs> so this was in 2017, early, late 2016, early 2017, when I first started learning the uh the stock market the most. So while I'm in, so at first I was doing IT. I was about to uh, get an, a six figure job outside the military. So I was already going to be lit as soon as I got in the military. Yeah. So that was my plan A. My plan A was to take a deployment save a lot of money because it's going to be tax-free once you go and deploy, and you're going to get hazard pay. So I was going to pl- try to, to deploy to Afghanistan, right? You're getting paid. So like when you're in the military, you're getting paid from the military. Yeah. H- how much are you getting a month for that? I was getting, uh, when I, before I got married, they were paying me $1,800 a month. When I got married, $3,800 a month. So that is why I believe most soldiers get married. You're paid. Because your pay Double. literally doubles. Oh, you went from what to what? $1,800 to, to, to 3800
2: Just because you were married?
1: Yeah, it literally doubles. So you got the $3,800. you
2: are getting $1,800? But they pay for your living though, right? Yeah, like they...
1: That's after. GI Bill, that's after. Okay, so here are the expenses that come out uh, of your check. So it can start off at 3000 right? A month, but then it'll drop to 1800 because they're going to take off. So they say you, get, you live there free, but it literally shows on your check. They took off housing, food, because they're telling us we're not, we're, we're. you can go eat at the D-Fact, which is the free food. You get what I'm saying? So they taking off housing, food, all of that. And by that time, I'm left with $900 every two weeks. So I knew I couldn't survive off that at 18 years old. Then I got a car. You know what I'm saying? Who can survive at that off that? So that's why I had to barber because I'm like, I at least need some extra money. So barbering is what kept me afloat. But I was living for free and eating for free. So I stayed disciplined. I saved all my money. I didn't eat out no more. I stopped playing video games. I cut off the internet. I stopped buying Jordans. I, I cut everything off cold turkey when I was 20 years old. I said, the only way I'm going to ever get rich is if I start now. I said it at 20. And what really gave me the idea was Acorns, the app. Oh, yeah, yeah. So as you're paying, they're taking extra change? Yeah. So I came up with a savings plan, too, to uh, save $100 every Monday automatically into Acorns account. So that's really where the thought of investing came from too. Mm -hmm. I was barbering, but I was depositing it into the bank. I would go, I would make frequent trips to the bank. Every time I made some money that week, I take it to the bank, put all that money in Acorns. So it was Acorns that was like, okay, I need to figure out how is this app making money off my money? And that's what got me into investing and learning options and all that. Once I figured out how these guys are making my money. All they're doing is investing your money into ETFs, Vanguard, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Vanguard ETFs, but they not, but they going to tell the customer, you know, this is just, you know, they going to simplify, but really they just putting it straight into the ETF. So I'm like, hmm, VOO to be exact, you know what I'm saying? So they were putting it into VOO. So once I researched what VOO was, I learned it was an ETF and all that. And I learned that I can buy it myself. I took my money out of Acorns, put it in Robinhood, and start buying the shares individually. So I flipped, so then I loved it so much that I can buy shares and I felt like I made the most amazing discovery, you feel me? Cause nobody knew how to buy shares like that. You know what I'm saying? Especially off they phone and I'm in the military. So I was still a barber at this time, but I let go of barbering because I was like, okay, I'll make it 3K a month. Once I made about 12K off investing, and I just did de- I did that straight off shares off marijuana stocks at first. So I caught the first marijuana boom. I put 50% of my money into marijuana. And then the other 50% into tech. And and I and I, you know, diversified my portfolio at, you know, at first. I had everything from the Roku's to, <laughs> to the Apple to the Microsoft. This was back in 2016, 2017. So once I showed on this exact account, Aristotle Investments, my progress. People are seeing me buy shares and then I'm just giving them free games. So it just started off with me just having a hobby because I made this social media because my family and my friends weren't into investing. So I was like, well, I love this and I want to teach people this. I didn't even care if I could monetize it or not. I just wanted to show people my progress. I was like, hey, you're interested in investing.
0: Come check me out. The the, the first time you make it, right? So you get that first $3,000, you are still cutting hair, right? Yep. So, I, I mean, that feeling, and if anybody's ever traded before, mm-hmm. there's nothing like when you make a trade and it's like, wait, I made some money. All right. So, how excited are you to tell the people and how receptive are they to listen to what you have to say? Like, are you telling people like, yo, I'm actually doing this? this I wrote is working. a book. Yeah. I wrote a
1: book originally for soldiers. Okay. So, my first book I ever wrote, written was straight up for army soldiers. I sold it for $5 and I literally generated like 600 you get know what I'm saying? So everything I ever did, whether I was cutting hair, whether I was selling sneakers, I always made a lot. You know what I'm saying? I always made a lot off little. So I said, you know what? I'm about to make another book and charge 24. It was that book that exploded in the trading community. Mm. And it's still up today. And I wrote it in 2018. And I still haven't wrote another trading book since. And, I, and I'm, I've been slacking for the last four years on that. But, but people, while you're in the military, you wrote the book. I wrote that book while I was in the military. Yep. And it still and it still sells to this day. I probably made a sale. as We talking, it sells. I, I at least make five hundred a day off that book wow. somehow, some way. Yeah. What's the name of it? Aristotle investing guide. Yeah. So, all right. So,
2: so you teach yourself how to. You learn from YouTube mm-hmm. and trial and error. Mm-hmm. You start with investing regular VOO,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then you start getting into. What do you get into first, options, day trading, swing trading?
1: Shares, just straight up shares, buying a diversification of my portfolio. So I would, I would have like, so like I said, at first I was depositing $100 a week into Acorns. But then, remember Acorns, it was this chart on Acorns that'll show if you deposit $100 a week and then you get you make this percent per year, you're going to be a millionaire by 65. So they just kept selling that 65 dream. So this is how I honestly feel like what made me rich. I figured out how long it was going to take me to retire. Then I worked every single day to beat that time. So if they telling me that by depositing 100, every, every week is going to get me there by 65. I need to be doing 200 so I can cut that in half. You know what I'm saying? I just kept putting in a lot of money and then soon it went from $100 to $3,000 a month. So at first it was $400 a month. I was doing it $100 a week. So then I was like, you know what, All Money In, kind of how Nip say, and it's crazy because that's what I was listening to. During that exact moment, when I was All Money In, the Nip album came out, and that's all I was listening to before he died. Like, I was literally like, when Million, Dollar, when Million While You Young came out, I was worth about 200 racks. And I was only 21, and I said, I ain't had no M yet, but when I do, he gonna be the first person I tell I did it. it was this song that like really like spoke to me while i was doing it
0: yeah make a million while you're doing victory lap
1: yeah so you you
0: make it 200 you're still in the military though yeah you're still
1: making it why are you staying i because i had i I signed a six-year contract in 2014. Mm. so this is in 2018 so that's crazy right i signed a six-year contract didn't wasn't thinking about nothing didn't sign for no bonus no nothing and um so year four is when I, no, year three is when I started investing. So I was lit in the military. I was already famous while I'm in the military because everybody like, that's the young guy. He got the Camaros because, you know, that's all people want. And I'm one of the lower-ranking people, and I got the newest Camaro. I had the the SS 2019. I still got it. Um, I bought that while I was in the military. I bought my wife a car. It was the new Chevy Blazer when that first came out. And um, I was just young and lit, and I was selling books cutting hair like I had like a lot of streams of income already while I was in the military so my when I was 21 I made my first six figures when I was 22 I made my first half a million and then at 23 I made my first million cash
2: so how did they, how'd you get to the million
1: um a combination of everything cuz I was in the, I was getting the military pay but well, that wasn't nothing that wasn't but 48k a year so I was essentially saving all of that but I was really living off all of that I Literally flushed that money. Me and my wife traveled, and did whatever with that money. We didn't care about the Army money. The million came from book sales. I had a course, a chat, um, and investing.
2: So you was doing online stuff while you were in the military?
1: Yep. I was there to start investments what I am now. So you, in started, the you started
2: your brand in the, on the mil, in the military?
1: Yep. Yeah, so
0: you got the brand. Is mm-hmm. there like a trade? Like, Because everybody probably has one of those trades when you're
1: like, Oh, that one netted me something crazy. Was there a company or marijuana? A swing it was a marijuana one. Marijuana boom was my first takeoff. I turned four thousand to twelve thousand, and then turned that twelve thousand to about I think seventy grand. And then that's when like I was getting like a lot of notoriety because everybody was like, "It's this guy who's teaching us what to do." Like you can scroll down my social media; it's gonna be hard because I got a lot, I got like four years worth of content, but like you can literally see from start to finish. I never deleted a post. So we
2: interviewed uh, Jamal King. I don't know if you know him, nine to five millionaire. He was a cop. Yep. Similar story. He became a millionaire while he was a police officer in Chicago. And he was saying that he had a lot of different stuff, daycare centers and stuff like that. But he was saying, especially with the daycare centers, he, a lot of his clients were police officers because he was like, cops only trust cops. Exactly. So is that the same with the military? Yeah, like,
1: soldiers. I can literally, every single course I ever did, I say, who's in the military? I feel like I run the military for real. Like, no matter where I go, like, people, they say, hey, my sergeant was talking about you. Somebody say my drill sergeant. Every every drill sergeant, like, they let the soldiers know. I thought they wouldn't because I thought that would be, like, what they don't want to show them or tell them. Like, hey, there are successful soldiers who come out of this. But now I'm like a real folk tale story in the military, like a success story, like for everybody, you know?
2: So let's, let's get into this then. Let's get into this investment conversation. I'm sure so that's what people want to know. So, all right. I got a, I got a, a lot of questions. Troy got a lot of questions. But one of the questions was, that you have on your page is how, you flip, um, how would you flip $1,000 if you were broke? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest question that we get all the time. People call like, look, I don't have a lot of money. I'm starting out with a small amount of money. So obviously, if you got 100000 half a million dollars, of course, you can flip that. That's not really too difficult. Mm. But you start with a thousand. Even if you, you know, if it grows twenty percent, mm. that's good. But it's only two hundred dollars. Boom. So what would you do if you starting out with a thousand Um, If I
1: had a thousand dollars, the first thing I'm gonna do, like I said, is those hustles that I had in that video. Of course, you can go and buy some inventory at like a local, you know, like the Costco's or this, the wholesalers, and or you can start a t shirt brand, um, buy some t shirts. You know, get them printed, sell it online for some money. Um, Me personally, if I had a thousand starting off, the first thing I'm gonna do is invest into my education and start saving. If I had to give somebody honest advice, because that's what I did when I only had a thousand, I first invested into books and then came up with a savings plan. So there's 52 weeks in a year. If you save $100 a week, you'll have 5,200. But during that time of you saving, is when you need to be studying on what you're going to do with your money. So a lot of people save money, but don't have a plan to or a attack plan of what happens when they do it. So me personally, I would tell somebody straight up a thousand isn't enough to get anything going, especially in today's time. But if I was to do it, and that's all I had, I would definitely pick up either a trade by a lawnmower or something like that. Like, like I said, cash producing assets. A lawnmower, a weed whacker, is a, is a cash-producing asset if you use it right. You know what I'm saying? So I would invest into what a $500 lawnmower or something like that. And if I can get a riding lawnmower for under a $1,000, i am banking on it and go see if I, how much I can make off that. You know what I'm saying? See if it's in good condition. Hopefully I can get it brand new. I did post one on there that was $1,000. So that riding lawnmower, um, selling desserts, or if I can cook, Invest into some cooking inventory, you know what I'm saying? Like flip that, just anything I can turn an asset into, you know, just pretty much doing Bend the machines that. also. But what you Bend said
2: is key as far as I tell that all the time. As far as my first investment before I actually invested money was in my education and I'm yeah. rich dad, poor dad, and that was like 20 years ago. And that's when they actually had like a whole box thing. So it was like you could actually get like physical CDs, you get the, like a pamphlet, it was like the deluxe version. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I forgot, like probably like $400, something like that. But it was actually very beneficial. And um, like you said, you have to learn before you even educated to do anything. So, yeah. Education. I
1: in my first thousand some Clippers. Just barber stuff and, and education with barber stuff for sure. We're going to yeah. figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. So, one of, the, one of the things that we talk about, obviously you invested in your education, right?
0: Mm-hmm. You said you went to YouTube, but then you learned how to invest. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of people go into investment, but they don't have a plan. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you said, you started with doing uh, buying shares, Mm -hmm. but you quickly went to options. Yeah. Can you talk about that transition,
1: why you went to options? Because we can get into like what type of trading you did after that. The reason why I went into options is because like I just like, you know how like you do the hashtags on Instagram. So you're seeing people make money off options. So I'm sitting here making 3000 a month off some shares. 5,000 a month off some shares. These dudes doing 1,000 a day. So I'm like, how in the world? So I go, I'm like, whatever this is, this is my next move. This is what's going to free me out of the army. Because I realize, okay, yeah, I'm making 3K, 2K, 5K a month doing this share stuff. But that's depending on the market. But I'm like, if I could literally leverage the market and pimp it, a sort of say, you know, put in money, get something out. I can make a lot of money. So it was that I came to that epiphany uh twenty nineteen, about three years ago. I was like, you know what? I should do options. So I but I, I knew it was risky, but I also said cash flow is important for anything. You gotta give yourself room to fail. So I got cash producing assets. I got, you know, books. I got this and that. That's that's help because I'm teaching people how to invest and stuff like that, right? So yeah, it was really that just knowing that it was faster money that intrigued me with options.
0: Yeah, I, I don't want people to miss the first step, though. Like, you said that you got shares, which means I that— I learned you,
1: fundamental analysis exactly. first. I started there first.
0: Right. So, yeah, actually, when you buy the shares, that's already a long-term investment, mm-hmm. right? And so, you, obviously, you said there's some risk with buying options, which is true. But there's different ways to trade options. And so, I know, like, a lot of people talk about leaps, and that's, you know, going out maybe a year, two years. But what what is your strategy for, like, in terms of are you are you doing day trading? Are you swing trading? And can you
1: like break down what the two mean? I'm doing a combination of three trading styles. Um, Day trading, swinging and scalping, right? So day trading is the, the stock market is open from nine 30 Eastern time to 4 PM uh, Eastern time. And day trading is buying and selling option calls or puts. So calls been on the stock to go up, puts been on the stock to go down so we can make money in either direction. So that's the beauty of it. Now, the strategies that we like to use is, for one, the more size, less trade strategy where we're putting in more size but taking out a, a small profit. So the thing is, it's easy to make 20% in options. So think about it. If I put in 10K, 20%, 2,000 in minutes. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's how we making these big numbers every single day is because we're putting in a lot but taking out a little. So, so when you say small large size you're talking about the amount of money you put in yeah so that's day trading and scalping so scalping is buying or selling or holding a a trade for minutes day trading is like you know a longer period of time than minutes like 30 minutes to an hour then you day trading you get what i'm saying and then swing trading is holding a stock overnight and either betting on a, a gap up meaning that there's positive news and then the stock actually jumps in price and skips where no contracts are traded at all it just skips up in price So you're either banking on that or banking on it, you know, you get a a nice expiration date. So with with options, of course, you guys know options, of course, but Mm -hmm. speaking to the viewers, of course, you get an expiration date. So I always tell people with swinging, you always want to swing light size because you don't ever want to swing heavy. So a lot of people go wrong with that, especially with leaps and swinging. If you're not going to wait two years to let this, 50,000, 20,000 sit, then don't put in that. Get, you need to be with, with swings. I always go in a light size with day trading. I day trade heavy because I'm putting in a lot to make a little. But with swings, I'm trying to have patience on this. So if you're putting in a large percent of your account, it's going to, make, it's going to scare you away from being patient. So it's just all about really discipline and following the set of rules. With, with options, like I compare options to uh, like the battlefield kind of and then really, you know, wealth in general. Like if, if we go into war, right, you need tanks, you need soldiers, you need this, you need that. Take money to go to war and you need all these different pieces. So when it comes to this money, you need, you need a combination of a lot. You need discipline, you need cash flow, you need strategy, you need patience. You need uh, a lot, you know what I'm saying, to go to war. So I tell people when, this, when we trade and this is like war, it's, there is no, this isn't something that you can just jump into without the proper knowledge. But, okay, would you rather go to Vegas and have a low percent chance, meaning like less than 10% chance to win, or would you rather trade options and you put in that same money and you got what is called high probability strategy, 70s, 90% chances to win. So that's why I like options because it's, it, it reminds me of Vegas. But if I stay disciplined and only play the strategies that have the highest percent chance of winning, which I know, I know about 12 of those that have 90% chances of winning. So there is going to be that 10%. But what I tell people is keep firing, even if that one time it don't work. Because it's high probability, and I know it's going to work 90% of the time, I'm going to keep playing that strategy. So, win, lose, or die. So,
2: most option traders lose money on their options.
1: Right. But you said,
2: you know, there's a couple strategies where you get a lot of higher. Them. So, talk about that. What are some of the strategies? Perfect. That you can actually uh, flip the coin and actually have a greater chance of winning?
0: This episode is sponsored by FX's Atlanta. FX's Atlanta returns for its final season. Earn, Alfred, Darius, and Van are back in their hometown. But the question is, has Atlanta changed, or have they? FX's Atlanta, the final season premieres September fifteenth on
1: FX. Stream on Hulu. Um, one of my favorite strategies, and this is just a gem. I'm just gonna give exclusive for EY. I don't, <laughs> don't even do this. It's called a, it's called the open range breakout. It's one of my favorites. Now, this is one of my favorite breakouts. So, uh, open range breakout is uh, literally I'm waiting for the first fifteen minutes of the day. So I can literally chill as soon as the market open, 945, whatever the highest and the lowest point, wherever the nets, wherever the candles break. So I, I literally take, I mark the first 15 minutes, the highest and the lowest point of the first 15 minutes. So I count three five minute candles, highest, lowest point. And then wherever those lines are, right, I'm waiting for a break of either the highest or the lowest point with volume. So with rising volume, volume is like the force behind your throw. Mm-hmm. So it's like if it breaks a resistance point with some nice volume, then it's going to give me an indicator that it wants to keep going up. So I actually used that strategy today uh, to make forty two hundred earlier today when I was walking here. Yeah. I literally made that and walked straight here. So, so if you see it, so if you see it pushing up mm-hmm, with, and, with rising volume and it breaks and, out with rising and volume,
2: and you buy that and then you sell it. So, whenever you yep. want to sell it,
0: I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use your war analogy. Uh-huh. The, the way you're saying it is like volume, obviously, mm. how many people are training it. So, that's like the amount of soldiers that are moving exactly. in that direction. So,
1: so, I like to look at it as if volume is like a quarterback's or a baseball pitcher's arm to me. So, think about this if I throw with a weak arm, it's probably not going to go far. But if I got a, a cannon like Vic or somebody, you get know what I'm saying? Probably gonna go. So I tell people, think of volume as like a quarterback's arm. You know what I'm saying? Like if he throws it with good force, then the stock gonna go far. So I tell somebody, if it breaks out with low volume, then it's not going, if there's a chance it's not gonna go far. If it breaks out with high volume, then there's a chance that they're going long. You get what I'm saying? It's a yeah. higher chance. So it's all about high probabilities. It's not guaranteed, but I know all of the high probability ways to make money, meaning 80 to 90%. So that is why we so lit over here because it's like we know it's going to hit 90, 80 percent of the time. So we're not worried about the 20, 10 percent. We're going to keep firing. So I compare that to the military, too. Whenever they training us how to shoot the rifles, right, they tell us keep the same sight picture. Keep firing. Don't adjust nothing. It's your breathing and the weapon itself, right? But keep firing. Keep aiming at the same Sight picture, right? So when we shoot in a three hundred meter target, they tell us do not change your eyesight. We're going to. So I tell that people with options do the same thing. Do not change the strategies I teach you. Keep firing, and you're gonna make money. You know what I'm saying?
0: But at nine forty-five, we're doing that. How how patient do we have to be when we're looking at that that
1: volume to go up? How patient are you? Is it an hour? Is it? I want I want a five minute candle to close above. So I want it to close right? Mm-hmm. With rising volume, a with that five-minute candle. So volume is on the, on the bottom of the price chart. Right. And then the candlestick itself, I want it to close above the 15-minute the resistance point. But I also have other strategies like a pullback to the AEMA, which is exponential moving average. I love those. That's going to be your bread and butter too. So I use it for calls and puts. So let's just say the stock is running up, right? And it's, and it's, and it's going and going. I know that it eventually has to pull back. So once you understand that the stock market has to pull back, Mm -hmm. now you need to know how to buy those pullback points. So a stock ran up, right? I'm not going to chase it and buy into strength. I'm going to wait till you pull back and buy at levels. So that's what we do. We We like to wait for the pullbacks. So let's just say we're trying to play puts, right? a stock goes down and it's going down steeply, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait till you bounce up real quick and then buy you and then let it fall again. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I always like to buy the pullback. So that's one of my bread and butter strategies too, the pullback strategy. But knowing where to buy them and where it's going to top out is important. I just did it today as well. So, yeah.
2: So technical analysis is what you're talking about, right? Technical
1: analysis, price chart. I don't look at no news, I, can, I literally woke up today and did not check the news. Made 4200 On what stock? Um, I can show you. I made it on Tesla, S P X, and uh, Spy. Those are your favorites. I only trade eight <laughs> stocks a year. Yeah, that's your favorite. So yep. let's,
2: let's talk about that. You only trade eight stocks a year?
1: I only trade eight. Why, why do you only trade eight? Because they have the most volume, meaning stocks that that have a higher volume you stand to make a lot more money with options so low volume stocks like um like I, so let me tell you the eight stocks that i trade i'm going to name them spy spy that's s&p 500 s&p mm-hmm. 500 qqq uh that's you know power shares Tech, yep. um apple microsoft google facebook amd nvidia the semiconductors um tesla Tesla, of course. Oh, I should have said that in the front. <laughs> Tesla, um, and Disney, Square, Cash, and PayPal. I stick to those. Like, so that's really twelve. I stick. I only really trade about twelve stocks. But really, those, those top eight—the Teslas, the Apple, the Microsoft, the um, QQQ, QQQ, all of that—and the only time I trade other stocks is if I see a nice pattern, a chart pattern. So like a bull flag or a um triangle or like a nice chart it has to be something very eye popping for me to go trade beyond meats uh, Home Depot or or a candlestick pattern like a bullish engulfing or a, a a pin bar things so these are all strategies I have about 30 strategies that I use but that's why I say I'm equipped for war. I got 30 strategies To defeat the market, but some people don't even have one. All they got is my boy said this. That's not a strategy. You know what I'm saying? But see, you need actual, real life, high probability strategies to make it in here. So that's why I feel like options, in my opinion, is the is the best thing a person could do is learn how to day trade options. Like the reason why I keep up with it because I want to teach my kids this one day.
2: How much on a portfolio side? Because obviously, you long term you long term invest yourself, right? Yeah. So, if somebody wants to have, like, how much should they have for long term investment? Should it be 80% of their portfolio, long term, 20% option, like day mm-hmm. trading? Like, what, what do you think is responsible?
1: That's a great question. I think, responsibly, I believe a person should, and, and let's just say, let's break down 100K. If a person got 100,000, right? I believe, honestly, about 20% of that, 20,000, need to be on layaway for business. Uh, and just emergency savings, period. You need to have emergency savings, period, um, and and some capital to make quick on the spot investments. Just straight up, some money you can get a hold of. of, just on the side. Um, so now we got eighty thousand to go. I believe, uh, especially if you're going, let's say you're going to invest that whole one hundred k. I believe another sixty. Honestly, I believe only twenty thousand that need to go into options at a time, like twenty percent of your portfolio. A lot of that needs to go long term and a lot of that needs to go long term into the safest bet is dividend stocks that I always tell people. Dividends is the safest long term bet. Um, Of course, ETFs on a dip, though, I always tell people buy when when extreme catastrophe happens, meaning no matter what, whenever there's a lot of fear, especially when you this is when you know to buy. So I've been I've seen the last four dips. Right. And I notice all of them have something in common. Whenever it's at the lowest is when they talk the most trash on the news. Oh, we about to have a recession. We about to have it. Then it shoots up. So even with COVID, right? During COVID, that's when they, it's like, in my opinion, they, it's all market manipulation. But I always tell people, buy the extreme dips. No matter what, I don't care what happens. I'm buying the extreme dip. So with this dip, I don't care. I'm buying in. Because it's an extreme dip. And if, if history repeats itself, you get what I'm saying? We all, you guys know, you guys talk about it on Market Mondays all the time. History is going to repeat itself. So when good companies like Amazon lose, and I always tell people, look at the 52-week high. So not only extreme dips, but extreme dips from the 52-week high on good, profitable, established companies. There's a difference. There isn't, you have to go look at their balance sheet. You have to go compare. What did they make this quarter versus last quarter versus this? You got to see if they've been profitable for years. You got to see what do they have. You got so of, you also got to use common sense sometimes too. Like with, when COVID happened, when P-Ton took off, of course people buying exercise bikes right now. Of course people buying Roku right now. Of course people on Zoom right now. Netflix. But does that, of yeah. course people on Netflix right now. But does that mean they're going to sustain these numbers forever? So you got to know what time period you're in, too. And that's important, too, taking advantage of these certain time periods in investing. A lot of people don't do that either or know how to do that because sometimes it takes a bit of common sense. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I got, I got a two-part question because, obviously, you said you made the money today. Mm-hmm. And that's incredible. A lot of times in options, greed kicks in. We lose discipline and we start seeing greed. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if there's a percentage that you have in your mind, like, yo, if I can hit this number, I'm out of here. Because a lot of times, you'll see like 20%, Mm. and you'll hit like, yo, I I made 60%, I made 70%, Mm. I made 500%. Mm. And so, in your mind, obviously, you've had the discipline already structured into your plan. Mm -hmm. Is there a number or percentage that you're like, all right, once I hit 20, I'm
1: out? So, it depends on the type of day. If you got to know, so, if it's a trending day, meaning there is a strong uptrend, meaning like there's, that and the pullbacks going up or if it's a strong downtrend right then i will hold them a little longer but if it's a choppy market meaning sideways market that's when i'm doing the 10 20 stuff you get yeah. what i'm saying yeah. taking what i can get so you just got to know what type of market you're investing in knowing when to go in heavy and when not to but honestly if you trade with a disciplined plan you'll stand you'll stand and make money like if you really say okay I'm going to go in and take 20% no matter what, or 10% no matter what. If you have a 10% strategy, you might not lose for a long time because that's so easy. Like, Let's just say you're putting in 5K and you only want 10%, $500 every trade, right? But then again, I wouldn't recommend doing that. I know how to do that. But let's just say, okay, 1000 You put in 1000 You just want $100 off your $1,000. But to go into when y'all was going to say about small accounts, how to grow a small account, That's when I believe you have to stay disciplined with the percentages. I would say a 20% thing is the best. Because like I said, let's just say you got $2,500, right? And every finger is $500, right? So I'm going to trade with 20% of my account at a time. So that way I have 80% left just in case I lose 500. So I got 2,000 to recoup Mm -hmm. and try again. So I always tell people, use 20% of your account, right? And when you're using that 20%, take, take 20%. So I'm going to use 500 and then take profits at 100, which is 20% of 500. Going to use 500, take profits at 100. So if I got a, if I'm trying to grow a small account 2500, I'm just going to trade more size less trades. $500 at a time, $500 at a time and then take profits at 20%, $100, $100, $100. I might lose 50 here. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. now what? I'm up 350. On a day, just saw twenty five hundred mm-hmm. in that's, one day. Yeah, so that that's the first part of the question. The other, the second part was like I
0: just heard you say balance sheets. Yeah, so now I'm one, like when you're studying, mm-hmm. how much of technical are you using? How much fundamental? And if you obviously you're doing the technical because I've mm-hmm. watched you, which indicators are you using when you're doing technical?
1: When I'm doing technical, I'm using the RSI to give me my overbought and oversold levels. So of course if you know the RSI stands for Relative Strength Index. So if it goes below level 30, that is called the oversold levels. And historically, if you look at all RSI charts, they tend to bounce when they're at that level in some sort of fashion. Now, I use that to give me my overbought oversold signals. So I believe every person needs a core Indicators, meaning you need an oversold indicator where you're using stochastics indicator to give you an oversold and overbought levels or the RSI. Then you need uh, trend following indicators, meaning an indicator that's going to keep you in the trend. So here are on the RSI. So we're oversold at 30. What was over what's, overbought at 70. 70. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. so 70 is the standard. But some people move those to like 80, 80. Yeah, yeah, and 20. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a, so they cause they be like, hey, I want to extreme before I do it. But me. I say, hey! If it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix. Thirty seventy, got you. Thirty seventy. So a trend following indicator that I like is the MACD moving average converge and diverge. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I like that is because you need something that's going to keep you in the trend as long as possible, and giving you an indicator. So whenever the moving averages cross bullish, you know that possibly the trend will keep going, right? And then um. Whenever they cross bearish, meaning a bearish cross down, you know that the trend could po- possibly be over. So that's my favorite. So I only use two for, for long-term investments because I do use that too, the RSI and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, And then for fundamental analysis, I use the balance sheet. I'm looking for, for, one, profitability. I'm looking for cash flow. So I need to see that your company is cash flow positive. I also want to see your future plan. So I want to go look at the news. I want to go see what you're doing. Uh, So I'm looking for profitability and the potential to be profitable. You get what I'm saying? Like, are you going to turn a profit one day? Because Tesla wasn't profitable at one point in time, but it had the potential to be profitable. So I like companies like that with potential to be profitable. Um, But I usually... Stick to the, you know, the ones y'all was talking about. What what did y'all say? Uh, It was an acronym y'all just used the other
2: day. Oh, Montana.
1: Montana, Montana. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Montana, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So um, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. As far as uh, investing, let's get back to like the long term. Mm -hmm. ETFs versus individual stocks. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Which one do you think is more beneficial?
1: safe ETFs um if you know it once you start to know what you're doing individual so ETFs would be the safest if we were just being completely honest um because when you're trying to go individual that requires in my opinion a lot of capital and a lot of diversification because you know if one goes down hold, you need the other ship. one to hold it up yeah. you get what i'm saying so it's like that's what i preach too when it comes to long-term investing is uh, if you're going to be doing it like the quote-unquote pros and you're trying to mimic the S&P 500, because some people do that, they just go and buy the same shares that the ETFs has, which you could stand to make a profit, but you don't know when they're buying. You don't know how long they bought a long time ago. You get what I'm saying? So that's one thing I'll say too. But um, yeah, with fundamentals, you got to use the fundamentals when it comes to long-term buying in the first place. Like I said, the balance sheets, this and that. But yeah, like I definitely think ETFs would be the safer route of VOO at a dip. They're all, in my opinion, kind of the same, like S and P 500 and VOO. There's really no difference. If you really go check the holdings, so you can Google the holdings. Like if you Google ETF, like let's just say you Google VOO holdings, zacks.com is what I like to go do it on to go view the holdings. You can see exactly what they're holding, what they're holding, how many shares they got. And you can go in and see all the other shares they bought. So that also gives you a reason to go research other stocks. Because if it's the S&P 500, that means they have 500 stocks and they're chosen by a committee and they're chosen with certain requirements. So they have to be profitable. They have to be, you know, cash flow pot, things like that. So they're giving you good companies. You can go research those companies. So I get a lot of the stocks that I trade outside of these eight stocks just from scrolling through the S&P 500 and seeing what they have. Or you can scroll through Warren Buffett's portfolio. You can scroll through all types of other people, investors' portfolios. But the the thing is, when to buy is more important than anything.
0: That was the exact strategy Mm -hmm. when I was uh, looking up ETFs and found SMH and looked inside of it. And I was like, wait, the largest allocation was TSM. I'm like, all right, Mm -hmm. let me go research that company. Wait, NVIDIA's in here. Exactly. AMD's in here. Texas Mm -hmm. Instruments in here. Wait, Qualcomm's in here. Let me research, it. and then when you research it, it's like mm. oh, you start uncovering so 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 many other things. So like, I love that you said that. Mm. One of the other things you said when you know long term investing is finding stocks that have that pay dividends. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let, let let's talk about that because obviously dividends. I mean, I'll let you explain, but mm-hmm. the, the importance of having stocks that pay dividends and the different type of dividend pay structure, right? Because I know some are monthly, mm-hmm. some might be uh, semi throughout the year, and some might be uh, yearly. So like talk about the difference between that
1: when it comes to dividends in my honest opinion and i believe it's for people with a lot of capital of course because it's going to take a lot of capital to make a lot of money like it takes about 1.4 to 5 million to even make 100k off dividends you get what i'm saying so if you're trying to do that for actual income strategy then no but if you're trying to use it as a high power savings account then yes so I always tell people when it comes to dividend investing, look at it as okay. You could put this either put this money in the bank, and it can get nothing, or you can put in some dividends, and at least you're gonna get you know a lot off your money by letting it sit. So certain dividend stocks that I like, oh, uh, just regular O Realty. It's a right a real estate investment trust. Um, they have a real estate portfolio, a commercial individual real estate portfolio, and I love investing. Into that company, um, Stag S A no S T A G Stag is a good dividend company that I like. I believe they're a monthly. So oh, so these are two monthly paying dividend stocks. Mm-hmm. Main M A I N is a good one, and then uh, what else is another one I like? Gain Gladstone uh Capital uh Gain is a good one that I like. And what I like to use is I like to see that their dividends have increased over time. So I need to see at least like a three to five year period of your dividends continuously increasing. So even if it's by one cent, I just need to see that because that also shows that your company is in good standing. And, you know, you care about your shareholders if you have an increasing dividend. Coca-Cola is a dividend king, Mm -hmm. um, meaning they have. Not increased they have always increased in dividends over time. Uh, MMM is another dividend king, but I personally, my favorite dividend stocks are O, uh, Mobile, SOM is a good dividend stock. Uh, believe it or not, a slept one is a slept on one is WBA Wall Street Boot Alliance. So I mean Walgreens my fault. Mm-hmm. Walgreens WBA pays a nice dividend, and then uh Mo triria group, the ones who uh, make the, uh, the cigarettes, they pay about 90 cents and are trading at $45 so or $40 or $50. So that's a good dividend stock. I got a lot of them. And then um, another dividend stock I like. You said I, Coke? Coke, K-O, yeah. yep, Coca-Cola. AT&T is another good one. But they they literally shed, shed theirs in half recently, so yeah. I, I didn't like that move. Okay. But it's still paying a good one. At first, they were paying $0.52 cents right. for every $32 you spent. So I love that. $30 <laughs> for $0.50. Yeah, cents. Yeah. And then they recently just didn't. So now you got to go see, okay, why is this company cutting their dividends? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right, right. Verizon has a good a good paying dividend. Um, so I do pay attention to dividends. I pay attention to a lot, fundamentally, technically. All that.
0: earners, what's going on? As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. When we're looking for a sound engineer, a graphic designer, or an editor, LinkedIn Jobs is the first place we go. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring hashtag frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash EYL. That's linkedin.com slash EYL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
2: So you had mentioned that you should go heavier with the day trading. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also risk in that as well, right? Because if you you, you could lose money, Mm -hmm. lose your whole account. So how do you mitigate risk? Especially like with scalping or day trading, because it's like if somebody puts it in and then mm-hmm. anything can happen, right? Like the, you know, coronavirus part seven could just automatically just in a minute, the news breaks and then everything just drops very quickly. R-
1: rules. It's almost like, okay, in the military, we got rules. If we out in the desert, they say, don't flash a light. The enemy don't flash no white lights. because They can see it from the mountains and they can start shooting down here. So we use red lights. Right. They say, don't keep your weapon more than six feet from you, because at any point of time we can get ambushed. And if your weapon is all the way in the cafeteria, then how are you going to be ready for the fight? So I say that with options, the same thing. I always compare it to the, you know, I am saying the military helps me explain, you know, explain these things better. When it comes to this, there's rules to the game. If you break them, you're going to die. You get <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like simple as that. There's rule in it. So I compare it just to the military. As if, you were, if you were out on deployment, you break these rules, you could die. You flash a white light if you want to out there in the desert in Afghanistan and all that. The enemy could see that from a mile away, he going to start shooting. You get what I'm saying? So they tell us, use red lights and keep your weapon down so it don't glare or nothing. And on your helmet, those lights need to be red too. You get what I'm saying? So, or blue or whatever lights we were using. What was it, blue or red? It was red, Yup. Yeah. So, yeah, like, because he was in the military, too. Okay. Yeah, so, like, just following a strict set of rules. So, the rules, what are the rules? Keeping a tight stop loss when day trading. I was going to ask you about that. So, a stop loss, meaning, okay, if I enter here, I need to know, okay, I'm only going to I can possibly lose 20%. So, you get what I'm saying? You have to have a stop loss. So, okay, if I'm I'm going to invest 1000 I need to be comfortable with losing $200. So I always tell people, what are you comfortable losing? Before we even talk about winning, what are you comfortable losing? Because that's going to determine what you can use to win. So, I, so that's what I tell my mentees. forget what you're trying to win. What are you comfortable losing? Are you comfortable losing? So with swing trading, you need to be comfortable losing 50%. Why? Because you're going to be waiting a longer period of time for the move to happen. Mm. And you're trading on a higher time frame. So I always tell people, why would you put in 20 racks if you ain't prepared to lose 10? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, if you know you, if you can lose $500, you can trade with a thousand on a swing. If you can lose $500, then you can trade with a little bit more on a day trade. 20, what's whatever $500, 20% of. So, let's just say, what is that? Uh, $2,500. Mm-hmm. So, you can literally you know what I'm saying, play with 2,500 because you're comfortable losing 500, 20%, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I tell people to judge what you should be trading with, what you're comfortable losing, and that's going to determine your, what you're comfortable risking.
2: A stop yeah. loss, always have a stop loss.
1: Always, with swings, 50%, with day trading, 20%. Is there, a, I know you, you introduced a lot of people to trading. Mm-hmm. Is there
0: a platform that you would recommend for people that are just starting or, you know, like is it Trading View
1: or Is it Brokerage? View that was? Okay. Trading View for charting. Um Thinkorswim for scalping. Uh Webull is a good one for scalping. Meaning why, when I say these platforms is because they have what is called Active Trader. And Active Trader allows you to get in and out with a click of a button quickly. So I can literally buy a call with a button and I can buy 10000 worth, however many I worth, and I can sell 10000 worth with a click of a button. So it's hard to do that on your phone. You need to be able to have a computer for one. That's for two. If you want to get in as fast as me, you're not going to be able to do it with a phone. But one, you wouldn't even want to risk that because what if you make a mistake and tap? You want to make sure you clicking when it comes to this money we putting in. You feel me? So, yeah, like when it comes to day trading, you have to be on a computer trading view for charting for sure because you can do the most with it um and then what's another tool for news you know you could do the yahoo finance you could do benzinga you can there's so many news sources uh cnbc i know that's i know that's everybody's favorite cnbc seeking alpha Uh, seeking alpha yeah all those are good news sources and then you might have to pay a subscription if you're serious but because i don't trade off news and i trade off price action i can care zero what the news says I already I already know what it's going to do. So that's another thing that makes me feel like is the market running off technical? Because I can predict, like, for instance, I'll be in Apple, and then it'll shoot up, and then the news will come out of why it shot up. But I'm using technicals. So it feels like we're getting in before, that, you get what I'm saying, the I'm news saying, itself. Yeah. Is is there a ratio? I know you,
0: you do options. Is there a ratio that you have for calls and puts? I know early on, like, trading, I'm, like, hesitant. To, I was hesitant to do puts, but I mm-hmm. know we can make money. If it's appreciation or depreciation, is there a, call, is there a ratio that you have? Literally or is what, no ratio. Whatever, whatever, whatever makes, the day whatever gives me, that's
1: what we're going with. Mm, okay. So we know if the direction of movement is going south or north. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I take what the market gives me every single day. How
2: long do you think it takes somebody to master technical analysis?
1: Realistically, master.
2: Well, become good, like good enough to actually consistently win
1: a year you need to go at least you need to at least go through two market cycles i'm gonna keep it 1000 which if i had to be honest to master it to be good months master minimum one year with a mentor though like there's no there's no learning this and just on some youtube by yourself it has to be with somebody experience if you're taking that route it's all about what you're doing like if you if you're trying to do it by yourself it could take years like three to four years if you're trying to do it by yourself. If you're doing it with experienced people, of course, any of us know when you're dealing with experience, it shortens the time frame. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it, it should take about at least one year with the proper mentor program and the proper strategies because you need to see two market cycles, a bull and a bear market. And if you haven't seen a bear market before, you have all, you, you know what I'm saying, you have to experience both. You have to lose money in both. You get what I'm saying? So that's why it's important to, you get what I'm saying, learn from somebody who's experienced, who's been through all conditions, the the everything. You know what I'm saying? Like I tell people like, hey, if somebody's been trading for only one year, they haven't been through enough conditions to give you advice. They have to at least go through a bull. They need to at least go through two bulls and two bear markets, in my opinion. To call yourself an expert.
0: So uh, I've heard, you know, everybody
1: takes loses in some some of the trades that we have. What are some of the lessons that you've learned from those losses? Lesson I learned was risk management. For one, risk management is number one. So remember, I have four rules when it comes to this game. And I'm actually getting these four rules tatted right here because I don't want to ever forget them. Number one is risk management. That's number one. You would think it's actually the strategy itself. It's not true. It's risk management that that stop loss, then knowing, and then second is high probability strategies. So risk management first, managing your money is important. Number two is high probability strategies, and that is literally. So this is how I see it. Like I'm a lion and I'm hunting gazelles, zebras, right? And I know that let's just say if I have certain attacks that I'm looking for as a lion, if this gazelle reaches down and drinks that water, I'm going to attack. You get what I'm saying? Or if he has his back turned and he's chilling too much, I'm going to attack. So even lions probably have high probability strategies (laughs) and setups. You feel me? They know we have a higher probable chance of catching these gazelles. When one of you flank out, he flanks in and we come. You know what I'm saying? They got actual strategies. So you got to have the same thing. High probability strategies to go and and hunt. Number three is uh, discipline the discipline to only take those high probability strategies. So a lot of people don't have that. That's what a lot of people lack cuz discipline isn't actually human nature. It's something that that you have to learn and that's something people don't know about discipline. You can't be taught it. You it's something you have to experience and learn over time. So um and then patience. The patience to wait on those strategies to happen. So a lot of people don't have that. They want to just because the market is moving, they just want to risk their money real quick. So, and then by the time they see a strategy that I taught them, they are like, oh, I should have just waited on this to happen. I wouldn't have lost all this money. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's four things I look for. Risk management, high probability strategy, discipline, patience. And if you follow those four rules, you will stand to make a good profit. But like I said, people naturally are, we're humans. We have a gambler's mindset. We have a... Flip, I tell people leverage your money, don't flip. Hump your money, send them to the corner, bring it back, keep doing that. But don't send your whole team to the corner. Send one girl to the other, well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey. Good but head, but you boy. know, yeah, yeah, you might have cut that out, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Wait,
0: so you, you said those are the four, te- you're gonna get that tatted. Yeah. But there's also one other thing you're gonna get tatted when we were talking about technical analysis, mm-hmm. Fibonacci. Fibs.
1: Talk, talk to us about it why you love it so much the reason i like FIBs is because the market is computerized meaning it's mostly ran by high frequency trading algorithms algorithms are pumping and using this stuff for the market right so because you know that the market is ran off numbers numbers have sequences remember uh pi when we were in school right yeah. So there was a sequence to that number. What is it like? Every other number doubled or whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. 3.14. Exactly. 3.14. Then it keeps <laughs> yeah, going, yeah, right? Yeah. So Fib has also a sequence of that, right? So Fibonacci has a sequence. So there are certain levels to the Fib. So what happens is, let's just say a strong move happens, right? Like for like a week. So you use the Fib. You go from top to bottom. You need to know after that strong move, you need to know after that strong move where is this thing going to pull back from and those fib numbers are the potential levels that these computerized algorithms are ready to buy They're levels so p- fibs are simply me waiting on the potential pullback and letting me know that okay this is the level that the buyers will wait at oh, okay this would be the second level they'll wait at okay this would be the third level so it's all about confluences though So confluences are when more than one thing add up. So in order to be a good trader, you need to be taking the the, the setups that have the most confluence, meaning a Fibonacci level, a a nice moving average, too. So let's just say the stock stops right here, right? There might be a a moving average right there, right? And there might be a Fib level going across, too. And it might be a key level of support. So I got three confluences in this one spot. So, I tell people, you got to look at things as if, okay, like a cheerleader, when, she hold, when they're holding up a cheerleader, right? It's going to take more than one hand to hold her up. So, I tell people, if you don't have at least two things adding up, you shouldn't be taking the trade in the first place. You got to look at it as if you're trying to hold a cheerleader up. You got to have support there to hold this woman up. And let's just say we got four hands holding this woman up and trying to make her fly in the air. That's even better mm. than two. So I tell people, you got about four or five confluences. Take the trade. You know what I'm saying?
2: So not only do you trade, but you are an entrepreneur also. And Mm -hmm. one of the most vital things for entrepreneurship these days is social media. Mm -hmm. So I know you're big on that, marketing, Mm -hmm. growing your social media following. What are some of the ways that you actually utilize social media? And what are some ways that you grew your social media following?
1: Growing my social media following has a lot to do with a strategy. It's like a it's like a cycle of things. See, but I also include the money into it. See, it me personally, there's no point in growing something if you're not monetizing it. I personally could not wake up and make people laugh and haven't monetized it. Some people can do that. I personally can't. But me personally, to grow your social media. But one, now we understand that the algorithm has changed and they want money from you. They want you to spend ads. They want you to do all of that. Now, people might not have the luxury as you guys to cross-promote and get shout-outs and stuff to where it's full-blown organic. You get what I'm saying? So me personally, I don't have that luxury. I have to go spend a little bit more money on ads, things like that, to draw traffic. But if you can, if you got that influence to use Influencer marketing, things like that. that's one strategy. Just being seen in, in influencer marketing. Two is ads running reshareable ads. So I always tell people my favorite ad strategy is to take your most viewed video, right, and run an ad to it and direct them to your page. You want followers, so my my ad strategy, believe it or not, is to gain followers. I don't send you to some website because you're not going to buy it just by seeing me the first time. It's called the rule of seven. People literally have to see you about seven times before they even buy. So people trying to run ads straight to a website and wondering, like, I ran it to my book. It didn't work. It's not what you do. You run them to your page first, retarget them. So now you got to get them to you, make them follow. And whoever reacted to that ad, you retarget them with, some, with something that you're selling, mm-hmm. especially if they already interacting with your post. So then now... You got to nurture them with your content. They want to see what you're about. So if somebody's going to buy from you or if you're trying to grow a social media in general, you need to have good content on there. You need to be posting frequently. You want, you don't, people, two things I think is a no-no on social media, private accounts and posting every once in a while. That's a no-no. If you're trying to gain traction, you must show uh, some work, some work ethic. People are going to see that, oh, you posted two months ago. You don't take this serious. Why would I follow you? Just because you got a cool picture.
2: How often should they be posting?
1: Once a day or once every other day, honestly. If you ain't posting once a day, you need to be doing it every other day. You <laughs> know what I'm saying?
0: How much of it is trial and error? Because I've, I've watched your posts mm-hmm. go from trading and now i feel like we got the aristotle starty in the, the pink room right yeah He yeah. got the deep voice it's smoky, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah i'm yeah. like yo what's going on here and then you know we have had the the day in the life of the 26 year old millionaire you got to switch it up yeah so like talk about that like because i'm i'm looking at him like oh, he's changing it, he's changing it. and even yeah. when we had a call about investvest we had like a marketing call i'm like yo that's a good idea so like how much of his trial and error and how much is like all right, let's just try to see if it works and let's
1: stick with it um we all know as entrepreneurs, this is all on the fly. I say, um, I'm not. I'm not afraid to do anything. I, I feel see, like you get know what I'm saying. I like, can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rebel. I feel like <laughs> if you take that chance, people, people like polarization. Meaning, if it's too nice, they're not gonna like it. If it's too mean, they're not gonna like it. But if you, but it's like almost like an earthquake when two tectonic plates collide it makes an explosion and it's an earthquake, right? So I look at that as with anything, like, you know what I'm saying? If you want to make something go, you have to be polarized. You can't be too nice. can't be too mean. You got to have a a point of explosion. You get what I'm saying? So, like, that's that's how I see it with my page. I don't want to be too much on this side, and I don't want to be too much on this side. So I'm going to give you both. And what it does is draw the conversation piece, because. The nice people might think it's too bad, and the bad people, but they like, "Home it's just right. There's something about it I like, though. You get what I'm saying? It makes them want to stay, and it makes them, you know what I'm saying? So I look at it like that, too. And I tell people post reshareable content. When I'm looking at my content ideas, I'm thinking about how can I appeal to your emotions. For one, you got comedy. You got uh, inspirational. You got So people got to look at those emotions. What emotions are you trying to attack? Because that's how you get people's attention. You have to build a movement. And in order to build a movement, people want to feel like you're, for one, giving them something. So whether it's good music, whether it's this. I tell people you can sell anything if you build a culture around it. I can sell rubber duckies. I could have made money on rubber duckies this weekend. Oregon came to play uh, UGA. I could have been like, hey, uh, here's some rubber duckies. I sell it on the side. You just got to build a culture around anything you sell. If I say, hey, you get this rubber ducky and you get a free subscription to this, it's just using, learning how to use people to get, you know, give them something so they'll give you something. And what you're looking for is either a reshare or something, but also using, like I said, using your organic audience. Those are your people, um, engaging with them in the comments things like that, things people appreciate, responding to the comments. Um, but reshareable content, in my opinion, is the best. I always go and look at my story shares. Whenever I post something, I don't care about nothing else. I don't care about the likes or the views. My indicator of whether people like it or not is how many times they shared it on their story. Not the likes, not the views. The, the views go second. I ain't going to lie. The views go hard. But <laughs> the first thing first is did they reshare this at that moment? That's the only way you're going to go viral. How can you go viral without a bunch of people sharing it?
2: And it helps with the views because yeah. without going, the more people are resharing it, it's going to...
1: And they have followers you. on their story. Yeah. And then they build a, a recognition of your face. Like you guys have facial recognition. Anywhere y'all go, somebody's going to like, that's them. People start to build a recognition to your face. So okay. now whenever you're seen on a video, they have to press view.
2: That's one of these things that, and that's one of the reasons why people do, you know, that split screen thing that you have on Instagram now where Mm -hmm. you can, Trap does it a lot, where he'll show like a video of Warren Buffett. Yeah. And you're not even talking. You're just like literally just watching the video shaking (laughs) your head. And that goes crazy. But one of the good things with that is that the facial recognition. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to share Mm. shareable content. And attach yourself to something. Something, yeah. Where you don't even have to produce the content. Exactly. But somebody's watching it, and without even realizing it, they're watching you as well. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? For a minute or 90 seconds, so.
0: It'd be the funniest thing to look at. I'm
1: like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. there's no facial. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm just here today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <check this> out. <laughs> I like that. Like, they're resharing content and all that. That's one way. Um. I always just do that. And one thing I will say is you have to prepare the content. So one thing that the reason why I exploded in content this year is because I actually came out with a content plan. And, and so, believe it or not, it is planned. It's written in my notes. Mm-hmm. I go to my Apple Notes, and I have literally three years worth of content. So at any point in time right now, I can go pick something out of my notes. So you have to get used to that. It'll be something like this. I will be talking. If I say a bar, I'm going to go write it down. You have to develop good habits. So I have a good habit of anything that I see nice or any idea, that's why I also smoke marijuana too, because I'll sit down and I'm literally that's my actual time to create ideas.
2: So you, you think the cause you're very um open with your you're a very strong advocate of marijuana. Right. And you don't hide it, you're open about it. Right. You think yeah. that, that helps your creative cause a lot of yes. a lot of musicians Smoke because they say like an yep. artist because they say that that helps their creative process. Definitely does. So you as an entrepreneur and content creator, you think that when you smoke, you be that helps your creative process?
1: Helps with a lot of things. Insomnia, it helps with uh, anxiety, um, and definitely creativity. It gives. I actually any rap I ever did, I was high when I made the bar. Um, the ideas, like the day in life of a millionaire, my business ideas, all of that. A smoke session and me writing down my thoughts because you have to sit down in one setting and have your brain flowing. Like even the way I talk now is very fluid because all I'm even, not because I'm smoking, but because I've developed good habits with my brain. So I realize your brain is a muscle and you must come up with good habits and good thinking patterns. You get what I'm saying? And then I can definitely say smoking the marijuana has allowed me to enhance that for sure you don't
2: smoke all the time though
1: only at night
2: only at night i saw that mm-hmm. only you don't smoke in the morning Nah. only at night
1: yeah why why what's, what's that about because i have to get the work done for, first so it's all about discipline discipline is important in life so the only time i smoke in the morning is if we're out of town mm. but if we're if i'm at home or filming content that's my treat for so it's like damn near a scooby snack to me. You feel me? Like, like I got to go, like go do something positive <laughs> and productive before I can touch that blunt. Yeah. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Like I'm not using it to function. I'm using it as a cool down method of, and then a meditation method. It's
2: like so, a like a wind down.
1: A wind down. How has crazy. that helped like, you? have you, like a
2: glass of wine that night. So you're, yeah. a, you're a veteran. A lot mm-hmm. of veterans suffer from exactly. PTSD, anxiety, a lot of mental um, issues. Exactly. Um have you faced those issues and has the Deep marijuana? Anxiety.
1: In fact, that's the that's that's I honestly don't think I would be a millionaire without CBD and marijuana. I don't think I would be this far. And the reason why I say that is because while I was when I first started this, I used to have anxiety attacks. So this is me sober in the military. I used to have anxiety attacks. So I went and bought some CBD. And I and they stopped cold turkey. I did not want to go because I was already on my health wave. I already knew who Dr. Sibby was. I've been woke for before it was cool to be woke. Ben saw the hidden colors. Ben knew all of the inventors. Charles Drew, the blood transfusion, all these different Garrett Morgan traffic light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know all these black inventors. I knew all of that before it's even cool to know this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, like the smoking, it... It's it's very it's very therapeutic. It helps me get my thoughts out. And like when I first started this, it, it slowed down my anxiety attacks and I realized okay, I need something a little stronger than C B D because now I'm ready to create. Cause it's now I don't have anxiety. I need something to enhance my creativity. You get what I'm saying? So like could I could I do it without it? Because i had so much success with it, I'm talking about from start. I've been smoking literally from day zero to now. But once, once, so I used when I first got in the military, I went crazy with it three times a day. I didn't care. They don't, they I, don't drug test you? No, 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 I smoked CBD in the military. As soon as I got out, I went to weed.
2: So CBD does not have, canin- yeah. what is that? THC
1: is not in it. T-A-C? Yeah, TAC is not does, in it.
2: Does it. Do you get high? <clears throat> No, it's just because it's just medical. When you first start, yes. It's just a medical part of it, right?
1: Yes, cannabinoid or something like that, CBD. But uh, cannabis is uh, marijuana and all of that, right? So CBD, when I first started it, it was very relaxing. But it significantly slowed down my anxiety attacks. I didn't have them anymore. And they were coming from entrepreneurship. Because anxiety is the fear of the future. Depression is the fear of of the past or the feelings of the... So... I'm always feeling something about my future. I don't care about the past. I don't dwell on the past. That's what depression is for, to sit there and dwell on your past. And I'm always dwelling on my future. What's my next move? And I don't have self-doubt. I just have anxiety, meaning not necessarily can I accomplish this. At what scale can I accomplish it? See, some people don't even believe they can get something out of something. I know I'm going to get something out of this. I just need to know at what, to what extent. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you guys feel the same way. As soon as you drop that invest fest, you know, the anxiety of, okay, we know this is going to work, but is it going to work the way we think it's going to work? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I have that a lot, but you don't doubt yourself at all. all. Right. You get what I'm saying? And I have those feelings a lot. And, and you know what I'm saying? I personally don't think marijuana is for everybody because everybody ain't smoking the, the grade I'm smoking, you get what I'm saying? I'm smoking a good grade. That I feel a little. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. OGs like for the OG. Yeah, like yeah. You see <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, see, we don't smoke OG. We don't smoke no OG. We don't smoke no um, anything that make that you feel in your stomach. What do you smoke? I smoke sativa and, and straight up gas. You feel gas? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What I smoke. i nigga smoking straight up <laughs> gas because it's nice. like. Yeah, what I smoke. That's that's night, night. Yeah. No, what sativa is, Is so indica is in the couch. In the couch. So it relaxes you. It's for body and muscle relaxation. Yeah. Sativa is for a peer. Yeah. So you're going to feel that all up here. So sativa is what's going to get your brain flowing and all of that. So so you smoking at night. I'm wondering, two-part question. Mm -hmm. At night,
0: obviously you're creating ideas, but are you creating the strategy for the next day as you're about to trade? And then the second part. No, no. Okay, okay go ahead. And then the second part is this: Aristotle Invest is a brand. Mm-hmm. It's you, but like you said, like there's no self doubt. It's just like how many times can I reassure myself that I can scale? So who who else is with you? Because I know, obviously, you're married. So like, mm-hmm. I'm, your wife plays a part in the business, I'm of course. Sure obviously. So, who else is with you, though? Like, who is the team? Mm-hmm. Right? Because we always see you. Right. But who, Like, when you see <laughs> yo, us, I got
1: a team. You look sure. at them like, yo, like, this, this, these guys are like the wu team. There's like 10 people with exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> I, I see, uh, you know, him, AB, and all them guys, and i was like, hold on. this guy got a system. I got the same thing behind me. My boy Jeff uh, right there, cameraman Johnny. So, Jeff is uh my cousin. He owns a restaurant called Grips, Goodies, and Treats. So, he's actually i know people wonder like how in the world did you meet lil baby it's him he's literally the person who got me in contact with all these celebrities this and that you know what i'm saying so he's my cousin my first cousin we used to play together when we was little and everything we from atlanta so when i left he stayed home he's still in the hood he still so he knew all these rappers before they were rich okay so he used to hustle with lil baby before the money Allegedly. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> well no 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 no. No, you no no like he used to sell sneakers to them. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he sold sneakers to them. But like uh yeah <laughs> he said allegedly. <laughs> nah, he sold sneakers to little baby, all the rappers, this and that. <laughs> hey Jeff, you about to be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> that DA's on no, she, right. she, she, she's it's on fire
2: right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know who that is. Nah, but see, my boy Jeff, he played a good role, and I always pay homage to him. You know what I'm saying? I paid him. You know, like, I definitely, you know, return a favor with with, with the things he's helped me do. So, and also, believe it or not, he's a, I consult a lot of my ideas with him. If I have a big idea, Mm. he's the only person I talk to every single day, besides my wife. So two people I consult with, him and my wife. Like, hey, is this a good idea? Because... He was around before Rich Homie took off. So he was a part of two big movements, Lil Baby sure. and Rich Homie, before they took off, right? And now he's a part of Aristotle Investments. So, you know what I'm saying? But he's my actual cousin. So I knew that he could give me the formula to go big because he's been around these Atlanta artists before they pop and seen it. So I said, what better person to listen to than the person who saw it before? So it was re- it's really Jeff who... I consulted with when it comes to, hey dog, how, how can I make myself dang near a celebrity? He's like, I'm telling you cuz oh, I got the formula. And, and you know, we don't wanna get too many in our trip. But we can <laughs> give a few of them, you get know what I'm saying? I keep it 1,000. We'll get a little, get, get these guys a little sauce. Sprinkle them. Um, Lifestyle. Lifestyle, people want to be you. So if you're trying to be an influencer, you have to give people a reason to want to be. So that is why the rappers wear the jewelry, the this and that. But you know, a lot of people don't be having on the real one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a like different story. Yeah, that's a different that's story. A different itself. story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, and then, and then <laughs> the way you talk, the way you talk in your approach. You know what they say: money can't uncornball a cornball, right? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like we know that we done that's seen a that fact. No, that's a fact. So money can't uncornball you. Um, so I'm not saying take some cool classes. I don't know how to give people that sauce on how to be cool because telling them to go copy this person then people going to know you obviously copying that person. And
2: I think it's about showing who you are too, as far as I look at, I look at this space as like rap or wrestling Mm -hmm. where it's like you pick different personalities, right? Cause it's like J Cole, the people that like J Cole, they might not necessarily be the same exact fans that like Kodak. They might. But they're different people right mm-hmm. so it's like you got different personalities you got jay cole exactly. you got kendrick but then you got drake and you got kodak black mm-hmm. and you got french montana you got little baby mm-hmm. so it's like there's something in each one of those personalities that somebody can relate to right right so i feel like it's in our space it's the same way where it's like they got you mm-hmm. you're young you're doing your thing you're from atlanta mm-hmm. they got Wall Street Trapper, right? Yep. His back, like you was in the military, right? Nine mm-hmm. to five million there was a cop. Wall Street Trapper, he comes from the streets, he was in jail, he taught himself stocks. Ian he's a whole different person from East Chicago. He
1: for, he for the grown and
2: sophisticated. Yeah, you, know yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, like 19 keys, he's on his military. For the
1: woke in yeah, the, exactly. the military. Like, yeah, you're right. We yeah. do got
2: different pockets. It's all, it's all different. So it's like, Universe. Even, even with me and Troy, like, you know, we kind of, Troy's a family man. He's, he's always showing his kids his wife. Mm. Me, you know, I, t- he I'm documenting. I'm Mike Lowry in the flesh. Hey, you saw that boss? <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, hey, you saw that ball? <laughs> <laughs> yo, me. Uh, <laughs> yo, you
2: know, you know, in the flesh. So the, the, the trip journey has been documented. <laughs> so I feel like, but the the thing about it is that you have to show your personality on a certain level. For sure. No matter how much information you have, people still want to. They know buy you who you are as a mm-hmm. person. Like, they buy you, yeah, not yeah, the product. You.
1: Exactly. Very they important. buy you, and people sometimes don't realize that. They think. Putting out a flyer every day is going to make them buy. No, they're literally, they're buying you. They bought this product because they mess with you. Mm -hmm. So you got to be a likable person. They like y'all. They hear what y'all talking about every single day. They like y'all personalities. They like y'all camaraderie. They like y'all jokes. And then they start to remember some of y'all punchlines that y'all say on Market Mondays. They might remember a certain bar you say, a certain bar you say, a style of talking. They like 19 Keys. Even him, 500, he has a pocket yep, of people of, yeah, yep. of, a in a culture. So these are all people. These are culture shifters culture-building people. And there's something unique about all of us, even with David Shands, even with uh, you know, people who have, who have built an audience enough to bring people together and say, come here. That's how you know you have influence. That's a if you If you don't have, honestly, if you can't hit every city in America and say, hey, pull up here. Keep working on your influence.
2: That is a fact. So speaking <laughs> of influence, bar. let's talk about this education. <laughs> yeah. When did you start teaching people? When did you get into the education space? You started in the military? Yeah. Teaching people. Mm-hmm. And when did you start to scale that up and actually develop? Because you got a whole community online where you actually right. teach people education.
1: When my uh, wife got pregnant, um, this was December 31st. 2018 the last year of the other of, of the year i mean the last day of the year and uh she she showed me the pregnancy test and literally from that moment but i already had started the business but it was that moment where i said okay now i'm going to charge like at first i'm just i was i was you know selling a book but i wasn't charging for mentorships it was when i decided that hey I need to monetize my situation in order to feed my son and my wife. And I still had two years left on my military contract. So it, I was thinking about a lot at that moment. So needless to say, January 1st is when my wife told me she was pregnant. My net worth was probably 23 k By the time my son was born, I had 300 k in the bank. I wasn't playing. I said, hey, if I'm going to be a father, if I'm going to be a husband, for one, my wife can't be working. So I told her, hey, you got to quit your job. And so that way I can make sure you eating right. You know what I'm saying? You doing this and that. I don't want you working with my first child. And I was 22. And she was, uh, she's also my age, 22 when she first quit her job. She's never worked since. She, we're both 26 now. And um, I said, hey, I want you to, I already grew the company to about, um, what was it? I think I was making 20K a month when I, when I hired my wife and, and- said, hey, I want you to manage everything and just let me focus on social media. So I would say that helped me scale quicker than a lot of people because I'm not doing, I'm not answering the DM. She is. I'm not uh, handling the tasks that she is. I'm not having to worry about all the admin work. I'm focused on straight up teaching and content. I told her the more roles and tasks you can lay off me or I can lay off myself, the more quicker I can scale this company. Mm-hmm. So, and I got that idea, believe it or not, from my mom. My mom quit her job and started to support my stepfather while he was in the military. And I liked that dynamic they had. I wouldn't be a millionaire if it wasn't for my mom showing me how to be married, how to have a certain dynamic. And she, what she would do is let him work to his best ability, and she'll hold down the house. She'll, she'll clean, cook do everything. So I got the idea from my mom. I told my wife, hey, you hold down the house and the finances because that's what my mom did. All he had to do was work and she going to make sure every dime was, was saved, invested and in everything. My mom knew what to do with the money. But I said, you know what? I've already got that training from my mom. So I know how to invest the money and make the money. All you got to do is manage it and make sure the house is clean, make sure it's cooked, make sure I got something to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, Please. and all that, right? And I said, I'm going to make this thing go. I said, well, I might not have to do this military stuff no more. I said, I'm already making 20 a month. So I'm already on that mindset. Like, I'm out of here in the first place. But I said, for some reason, the military can program us into being scared to leave. You get what I'm saying? And then that, that, that 9 to 5, that's a drug. That, that, uh, that paycheck is a drug. Knowing that it's coming on the 1st and 15th. And then knowing that if you get out of here, it might not work out. And you ain't going to get that drug no more. You get what I'm saying? Because you get a high off that. I get on the first the 15 I'm going to get me a paycheck. So if I let that go, what I'm going to do in my you life? become normalized. How I'm, how I'm going to pay for my medical bills? How I'm going to pay for this? You're real scared. You get what I'm saying? But nah, I said, nah. If I, but by the time I got out of the military, it had already scared to, scaled to him.
2: Well, you know what? A lot of people teach people about stocks and... Some are good, a lot aren't good, but I knew you was legit when, uh, Jamal, actually, Mm -hmm. we have a good friend, Jamal, who, Mm I don't know if you know. remember this, but we was in Josephine's Mm -hmm. a while ago, a couple months ago, probably, maybe a year ago, I don't know, we was in Josephine's, and he was like, yo, I made 20000 off of, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, so, and then I had a conversation with him after that, later on, so I'm Uh like, yo, tell me, like, what are you talking about? He's like, nah, he had a play. Because he goes in like all these different groups online. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's in your Discord or something. Yeah, he was, he was. Yeah, was like, nah, I'm telling you, like it's official. Like, you know what I mean? He's he putting the plays out. He's like, I made 20K over it. I'm like, all right. So whenever I see firsthand, especially somebody that I know. And like I said, that was just crazy because it was like two o'clock in the morning. And, you know, we out, we drinking, da, 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 da. And he was like, yo. So it was like divine timing because I saw it. I pay attention to everything. So I saw mm-hmm. it happen. So I'm like, all right that's crazy. So then I spoke to him and he even confirmed it even more. So um, I feel like that's always the best marketing mm. is the results of your students or the mm. results of people that actually have taken the information. That's one of the reasons why we've grown so fast is because like, yep. people brag about it. Like, yo, I did this, I did that And then it's like, you know, if your friend's telling you this is happening, yeah. Yeah. you're going to trust it. your friend. You're going to trust your family member, especially if they can show you. Yeah. Like, you're I not just going to keep watching them do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So y'all, y'all got the the, The 80s and down to the, to the, like anybody was born in the 80s, 70s, (laughs) 60s, 50, y'all got that to the down pat. Then y'all got the 90s, of course, because y'all letting young influencers do their thing. Like y'all really attack the whole demographic and y'all still trying to expand to even the kids. I see, I see y'all got that uh, in the works. I know y'all still brewing on ideas. I know. I was just talking about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can, I just, I watch and I peep. So I see y'all trying to attack every single demographic you feel Uh, it's
2: it's important man so yeah so like i always tell people you have to invest in your education if you want to take it serious Mm -hmm. you don't have to invest if you don't want to take it serious you could be a passive investor and you know put money into voo apple microsoft long term and that's perfectly fine but you know especially when you're day trading or scalping it's not something that play around with like Mm -hmm. this is this it's like it's like going back to the military it's like Mm -hmm. having a gun like you don't play around with a gun Mm -mm. like just don't just don't have the weapon at home. If you have the weapon, you should be trained on how to use it, 100%. right? So it's like this is something that's very very volatile, risky, but you can also leverage and make money off of it. And a lot of times people are they they're into it, but they're not fully into it because they haven't invested in the education. So I say that to say I know you have a mentorship program, mm-hmm. and I believe the mentorship is. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's um, five thousand. It's forty five days. Of question and answers, mm-hmm. right? Where you you connect with people for forty five days, mm-hmm. um, and then it's one year of three times a week with live trading.
1: Yep, watch my to screen. watch you
2: to watch you trade, mm-hmm. um, for three times a week for one year, and then you do question and answer webinar, right? So yep. it's like a in, it's like an intense, especially like the forty five. It's like an intense boot camp, pretty yep. much for for lack of well, staying in line with the military. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <Yep>. an intense. <laughs> That's boot why I named it. Yep, to get you up and running in a relatively short period of time Mm -hmm. where you can be, you know, a efficient trader. Mm -hmm. Right. Correct. Mm -hmm. So I would highly recommend if you're interested in day trading to, to do it, because like I said, if not, you're probably going to hurt yourself. One thousand. Um, so, and anybody that comes on that has an educational program, you know, we always ask if they can have a discount for the earners and everybody usually obliges and, you obliged as well. So thank you for that. So what we're going to do is we're going to take $1,000 off of the mentorship. And um, that's only on our website. It's honeydripeyl.com because that's, that's your thing, honeydrip, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to do honeydripeyl.com. If you go there just for that site, you get $1,000 off on of the mentorship. And um, yeah, it's for people that, you know, really want to take trading um, serious and take the craft serious and take their, you know, take their life to the next level in the form of, of trading and making money through that. So I highly suggest if you're interested in it to, you know, at least look into it, eyl.com. And like I said, I know from firsthand experience that you made at least one of our friends some money. And he was very enthusiastic about yeah, you that. So.
0: There's nothing like watching somebody actually doing it. Yeah. Number one, you're going to learn from the experience that you're getting watching you go through it. And then you're going to try to replicate it on your own. Maybe you do, you know, you do your own uh, paper trades and then it's like, all right, I've watched him long enough that I'm comfortable to do it. Mm. So that 45 days is like, that's an eternity. exactly. Right? One day might, like, is enough, right? But like mm.
1: 45 days, that's really intense. That's why I, like, I put it at a high price and make sure that you can get what you want out of it. Because not only that, you're going to be live trading with me for a year. So right. you're going to be seeing me do it. I want to make sure you get it. I don't, I don't want to just give you something and make money. Like, I really care about my results. Because re- like you said, results and your testimonials are important. I so many of them it's ridiculous, but at the same time, like I said, like I'm just here to shorten the learning curve. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like people pay for speed, and, and you know, and also to reiterate on, on that night, uh, I'm going. When there. I bought that, I'm yeah, going, yeah there. I'm hey. going there. I'm going there. Hey, we gotta there. talk about that. We that was a good there night. before we wrap. We going there, yeah.
2: That <laughs> <Legendary laughs> night at Josephine, that was for sure, like. for sure. So what's uh what's next for you? What's 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 on your vision board for the next five, ten years?
1: My vision board for the next five, ten years is to expand uh Honey Drip Network. You know what I'm saying? Um to literally, you know, not only expand the content, you know, cre- creative content, you know, keep doing that. Um just expanding my streams of income and diversifying diversify my portfolio. Uh, real estate, stocks, um, YouTube income, whatever I can do to keep diversifying and bringing in cash flow because cash flow is important. A lot of businesses fail because they don't have a machine powering them, right? So I just want to keep my machine powered, that cash coming in so I can make other ideas happen. And you know what I'm saying? I can leverage other people's money and pay them back with my cash flow money. You get what I'm saying? So that's just the next move is just keep Expanding my content um, and uh, just growing my empire just like you guys doing. y'all set the example, believe it or not, like I know y'all know that, but like even with people like me, I have a, a great influence, but I you guys are the people I watch every single day Appreciate Because up, bro you get what I'm saying like the reason why is because you guys keep going and you guys are on the same mission I'm on. you get what I'm saying? So it's, it's y'all two, in my opinion, who give me the most inspiration. It ain't Steve Harvey. It ain't none of these people. It's really EYL who really inspired me on entrepreneurship and content in my space. It's y'all two who I look up to the most. You feel I appreciate me? that, bro. Thank you. That's bro. love, man.
2: And yeah, we definitely had a legendary night in Josephine's. <sighs> Let's b- talk about a, that. A bar was brought out, and you definitely you set the tone for that. Wait, the rumors are true. <laughs> yes All the, Some rumors This rumor is yeah, true it's By the time him 500 went to buy bottles <laughs> There <it> was none, <laughs> it was it was a, none
0: left oh, The yeah. Bottle Wars Was started Aristotle You actually started The Bottle Wars the yeah. It was a domino effect You want? What I mean I guess The inspiration was like Yo let me just show These guys some love And then it turned into A, a whole yeah. situation You know what's crazy
2: <laughs> 50 bottles of Oh, y'all, y'all want me to get Y'all the truth Go ahead, go I, ahead. Feel
1: like, I feel like I said, I told him, I said, one day, this either going to be on like a documentary or something. Because cause it started, I started a trend low-key. Every time somebody comes to Josephine, <laughs> they got to buy the bottle. So whoever Josephine owner is, you owe me one, man. <laughs> I don't that, need that to pay a, ever again to get in that club. Fact. That is a fact. We can work that I, out. Yeah, yeah. We definitely started Yeah, fact. yeah, for sure. That's a fact. So it's crazy because I looked at my boy Jeff, my boy. I said, Jeff, I'm about to show some love. I'm drunk and high
2: as I'm up. I said,
1: but I said, they're in my city. I wanna show love. If don't nobody know who Aristotle is tonight, everybody gonna know who Aristotle <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, shawty, come over here. I said, she said, she said, at that time, it's crazy because she was like $7,500, 7000 7500 That's what I paid for him. I'm like, cool, get ahead a business card. I'm like, it's a business, write this off in the first place, you <laughs> yeah. feel me? the bottles go off. I'm like, make sure you tell them to say my name right too. <laughs> and then, and I didn't even know it made that much of an impact until uh, Wall Street uh, did it. <laughs> and he was like, I couldn't let you do that to me. Dog. I couldn't do this and that. I didn't even see it that way. Yeah. I saw it as just a, a, just a love. gesture, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah, loving yeah. gesture of, you know what I'm saying, like, if, that's if I'm, if I'm in New nah, York nah, for sure. and I'm throwing a big event and you're like, hey, welcome, welcome yeah, to my yeah. city type thing. So, that's what it was about. But then it turned into, you know what I'm saying? Not a pissing contest, but a fun, <laughs> a fun contest. You feel me? Like, like something. But the thing I liked was the energy after everybody, after we bought out all the bottles. Like you know how those those moments that you can't recreate, that was one of those moments. It was so organic. It wasn't planned. Can't recreate it and everybody had a good time and to the point where they had to kick us out.
2: Now they said, yeah. shout out to my man, Mixmaster David. He's the DJ in Josephine's. He told yeah. me like that was top three Atlanta moments ever. Yes. like That's up that was there like, with Big Meach and them. Cause it was legendary yeah. situation because it was like Rosé, I believe it was Rosé. You brought everybody in, a, in a, every table I'm got Rosé. Rose. Mm-hmm. And then um, Trap did it. And then, so I looked at Mike, I'm like, do it. I'm like, Run do it. it. So, then, it. So, then, <laughs> so then we did it. So then him 500 tried to do it, but then, by, like I said, by the time, there was no more so shit. Y'all add that
1: up. I made people spend $7,000 3 <laughs> <laughs> more times. So I got these folks 21 racks in in, in under an hour. Yo, they ran out of I every, better not ever have to pay for another Josephine visit. That's a fact. They ran out of every bottle they had to come out with, like, costume. Because they weren't, they weren't planning for that. Now yeah. they plan for that when y'all come through. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, you don't, you don't plan that all your bottles going to be bought tonight. <laughs> you yeah, no, can't was, plan for that.
0: Was was a, I remember just was... walking out, bottles just sitting there. I'm like, yeah, we got to grab one at least. <laughs> right not, I,
2: I felt like some paid and full vibes. Ooh. That was definitely- It was, it was, was one of those
1: moments. I live for those moments. I ain't going to lie to you. I live for organic, not planned, spontaneous, good times. And, you know, me being in my space, being the youngest millionaire, like I feel like I can go, just how y'all feel, I feel like I can go dollar for dollar, Influence, influence, and money for money, you feel me? So it's like I, like I said, I look up to y'all in this space, but I also feel like, hey, what they're doing isn't less attainable to me. They're inspiring me to do it too. But not only that, it's not a competition. It's more so of because for one, we we're we're working together. You get what I'm saying? So that too, everything don't have to be a comp collaboration of a competition. You feel me? And even me learning that. Too. everybody has to learn that. I'm pretty sure you guys deal with that on a daily basis. And then you guys probably deal with learning when to, you know, like, I do want to talk about this too, like, that people don't talk about when it's time to run a business, how to navigate as the leader mm-hmm. in that business and in that space and how to talk to your employees, how to build, and how to not miss, miss business and pleasure Because They say that it don't miss. Is that true?
2: Dangerous combination.
1: That's
2: um, <laughs> Mike Lowry. No, <laughs>
1: oh, no.
2: I mean, I feel like, you know, it's one of these things, because it's like we all grew up together, me, Troy, even Abdullah. He's younger than us, he's from our neighborhood. and So, you know, working with your friends, it's going to have a spillover. we are going to mm. go out. But it's like sometimes, it's always beneficial, but sometimes it could be a little harmful because it's not the same relationship. Like, if you're my best friend, Right you might take things for granted. It's not like if you just, if I'm just your boss, it's different. You're not going to talk to your boss anyway. You're not going to give like, but it's like if we friends, you might have some level of expectations or you might have something with, because you you don't really, psychologically, you're still looking at it like it's more of a friendship than a business relationship.
1: Exactly. So I can take time off that I usually wouldn't take if I was working for this man. Because I come from the military, so I have a no excuse policy. You get what I'm saying. When I'm running the business, there's no excuses. We show up every day on time, no matter what. You get what I'm saying. So a lot of people aren't used to that structure. Of there's no excuses. We got to be here on time. But see, the thing that helped me was Jeff was also in the military. Same so, principles. So he understands. So it's it's not hard if the if men understand. But like you said, if they don't have that level of understanding, it's very very hard. You know what I'm saying. And I teach that too, as far as with social media and that too, how to manage our business, how to navigate people. Cause some people can fail because they don't know how to navigate people. They don't know how to communicate their differences. You get know what I'm saying? And, and and running a business is just as hard as as the content and doing stuff itself sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you know there's drama in any business, when the drama happens. Now, how do we navigate this as men? How do we forgive each other for what was said? all that. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot that goes with that. But, you know, I'm learning. It's a learning process
0: on both sides, right? Like, I think the word really was like entitlement, right? There's (laughs) certain levels of entitlement that people will look at you because of the relationship, right? Where they wouldn't look at it as if like, I was your boss and you were the employee. But since we're peers first, well, we are peers, right? It's like, all right, well, I could do that. I should be expected that. I should be
1: here. From a business side, it's like, why does it make sense? I'm pretty sure y'all get this a lot because I be seeing it with everybody. Like the the fans think they know y'all. You get what I'm saying? Like, oh y'all don't switched up, huh? Oh, now y'all go now y'all going athletes and celebrities, These boys in Hollywood. I'm like y'all don't know them, and you can't. How can you dictate where a person is going? That's a fact. I mean, you we get just, what I'm saying? Just, we, just
2: we just spoke about that. We had uh, a we met AB. Shout out to AB. Yeah, and we was dancing with AB. Had you know a vibe and that shit was people, funny. Yeah, people was. <laughs> He was disappointed, like, oh, this is, can't believe I can't, can't believe you like, I'm like, yo, we're so having down. Fun. Like, you, you can grow. Yeah, and, and it's like that. Like they put expectations on you that might not even be who you are.
1: Or that was, you put on yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's a weird. They'll throw you in a box. Yeah, that's it. If you allow them. That's, that's why I said. We're going to have fun. At that's after.
2: the point. You cannot allow them to <laughs> exactly. throw you in a box. Exactly. So you got to do things sometimes on
1: purpose. You see, that's why I do what I do, because yeah. I don't want you to throw me in a box. I want you to understand that whatever I do. I'm gonna do it and I don't care what your opinion is. And once you build that respect, it takes a long time to do it. And it's gonna take some battling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I I'm pretty sure when y'all had that shift of, okay, we're gonna start including rappers and this and that. Now you're battling with, okay, my core, my core fan base came from this, but now I'm trying to grow as a brand and shift. And you shouldn't feel guilty for it. it's just they're gonna have to, the people who don't like it. They either gonna leave, but more, most of the time they gonna stay and they gonna adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? No matter what. So I'll tell that people too, as far as your content. And if you wanna make that shift, make that shift. You get what I'm saying? If it's, what's the least that can happen? It's
2: like, it's like rap. Comments. Like people, there's people that was rocking with Lil Baby at the beginning beginning stages. Exactly. And then, like, when he does songs with Kurt Frank, when he be, now it's like, oh, you, go, you want commercial, you're mainstream. It's like, exactly. no, I'm expanding. I'm growing as an artist. I can't just be a trap musician for my whole entire career. That's not mm-hmm. growth. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like everybody goes through that mm-hmm. and um, it's it's part of the game, but you definitely got to have thick skin Oof. because people will turn on you quickly and they'll, sure. they'll let you know. <laughs> I, was
0: gonna, I mean, he used Baby. I wasn't even thinking Drake. Like, it's like when he puts out uh, Certified Lover Boy, but then he puts out Honestly Nevermind. It's like, yo, what is this? Like, the core fans like, yo, can we just get the rap album? But it's like, nah. The title is very fitting. Honestly, no, you're not going to get it anyway. Honestly, never mind. I'm doing this. I'm shifting the music. I'm shifting the way people should listen to music. This is going to be the new sound. So it was like, again, I don't care. Like, I'm putting out my masterpiece. This is my work. You mm. can enjoy it at your You cannot enjoy it. Guess what? I'm going to still put it out. And guess
1: what? They still going to watch. They still going to play it. Because guess what? FOMO. See, when you have events like Invest Fest, when you got events like uh, when y'all, the one y'all did in Houston too, yeah, uh, one, all those type one, yeah. of events. No matter what, FOMO can make even a person who dislike you, like you. No one likes to be left out. So you got, you, you have to build a sense of FOMO in your business of making people feel left out. You know what I'm saying? It's a certain language that you got to speak, a certain, certain moves you got to make. Like that invest fest is a power move. People have FOMO now. Now, like, no matter what, you done did it twice. You done rocked the show twice. Now, no matter what, people don't want to miss out. That's what it's about now. It's straight FOMO. So now your tickets are going to sell off FOMO next time. Straight up, I don't want to miss this. Are y'all listening That's to this, man? Smart young man. <laughs> you feel me? Like <laughs> listening to this, man? <laughs> hey, man. You feel me? I understand what's going on. Cause like I said, these are people, I'm telling you, like, I personally don't, okay, I'm looking at y'all every day because I understand that, okay, they're going where I want to go and they're marketing how I want to market they're doing things like like that. So, I like to only feed into the things that are positive to me. I don't watch TV, I don't play video games, I don't do none of that. I'm I'm making content and I'm writing down ideas, trading, doing business. I'm in full-blown CEO mode, just like y'all are. Mm-hmm. And it took, I ain't gonna lie, it took some time because I, I got in young. So now I have finally developed a sense of maturity of okay, now this is me, this is my identity, I'm a, I'm a content creator, influencer, Entrepreneur, you feel me? So, just um, learning all the different strategies, psychology is very important. I read a lot of psychology books too. Understanding how to build mass movements, I actually read books on that. What
2: some of the? What's like your favorite book?
1: Uh, Russell Brunson, um, "Expert Secrets."
2: Expert Secrets.
1: Yeah, like building a mass movement is one of the most vital things I ever learned. Is how to anything even the book contagious mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. like I read that book human psychology is even a stock market everything is human psychology balancing emotion in fact candlesticks were made from a japanese guy trading rice he was using okay when how on at this time when were people buying the rice at this time so he's so he's literally marketing his rice based on Psychology. You know what's so Buyers crazy and though?
2: Everything is related to each other. Like, so like the tulip crisis, you ever heard about that?
1: Nah. So it
2: was a thing, I think it was like in the 1800s where tulip buds went like a thousand times more than they were supposed to and then they crashed. So ah, they, I did hear about They that. still use that now for like Bitcoin. Anytime something goes up crazy, they always bring back the, the tulip bud analogy. Like mm,
1: I did hear about that, yeah. But
2: I feel like even... In our space, as far as, I was just telling him 500 this, like, social media influencers, like, the one thing that the dot-com bust the NFTs, crypto, they all have in common. Exactly. And I feel like, even in our space, with influencers, during the pandemic was the peak. Yes. Anybody had any information, any course, throw a dart, it could be anything, Mm -hmm. how to make tricycles, and people, because it was just nothing to do, it was a new way to get information and people. But what's happening now is that now it's starting to, it's coming down and a lot of people stop putting out content. A lot of don't people, know how just, to navigate. Just, they that. just disappeared. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is that in all of those, those declines, NFTs are still here. Mm-hmm. Like crypto still here. Mm-hmm. The. Coms are still here. It's mm-hmm. just that most of them disappeared, but the strong ones stayed. And now that makes you an authority in the space if you can survive that. Yeah. So it's, I feel like the influence of our market is the same thing. Like a lot of influencers yeah. gone, you know, but the ones that stay, they're still going to be education. Yeah. they still going to be influencers in the space. But the ones that actually stay, now they become authorities because there's less people doing it.
0: Yeah. That's, I see. that's a crazy analogy that you just used. You really just went crazy Cause, with it. Because <laughs> I was just watching Shans. Shout out to Dave Shans. He, he had uh, MG on it. Mm. And he was like, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Earn your leaders like Bitcoin. He was like, if Bitcoin's doing well, I know the whole space is doing well. Oof. So if UIL's doing well, I know this whole space is going to That's what do I'm well. trying to say, too. He's like, we can have Ethereum's and we can have ADA, but as long as the Bitcoin, it, it hasn't died and it's not going to. So as long as y'all are doing well, I know that the space is going to thrive. And I was like, damn, it's a lot of pressure, but that's a lot of praise. That's a lot
1: of praise, too. I was like, damn, that's pretty hard. Real shit. Nah, <laughs> that's, that's real hard. shit. Because it's like, okay, let's just say y'all quit. Now, okay. Somebody has to fill this void. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a wide open void. So, you know, that's honestly a hard ass analogy, like for real. like. But it's crazy because David Shands was the one who I was thinking of right before you said that. He was the one who said, literally during COVID, he said, this is going to crash. He said, the reason why <laughs> we're making money is because, and I remember we was on a... <laughs> Like a Zoom call? Not Zoom, but Clubhouse. Okay, okay. <laughs> we was on Clubhouse, right? He said, <laughs> all you influence bragging right now about how much money you making. I'm telling you, come in two years when this pandemic is over, you're going to be sorry. He was like, because everybody's at home, everybody doing that, and I was like...
2: But it's the same, if you study market cycles, it's the same thing. When things start not to, to make sense, that's when the, the end is almost there. So like when you go on CNBC and everybody's talking about investing this stock and da-da-da-da, mm-hmm. that's when you should, like Warren Buffett, that's when you should get scared. But when, so when I go, when I, st- I stopped going on Clubhouse because I seen all these influences with their profiles is how much money they made. And they were <laughs> bragging about that and they were showing their receipts. And I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, this is weird. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not like I don't feel like you're trying to help people. You're just bragging. You're showing your life. Everybody lifestyle. trying to build a name. That's when I said, OK, yeah. this, this this is going to come down. But like I said, the space is still here. But all of that. It's not really, you look on Instagram right now, it's not the same as it was during COVID. Like, you uh-uh. know what I'm saying? So it's a correction. We're in a correction. We're in a market We're correction.
1: in a correctional period. And I told people like, if you have anything, you probably took a hit. But the strong survive. Strong survive. The strong survive. Yeah. So there are some strong people. Like, you know, we just named them. You guys, uh, him 500, Wall Street Trapper, me, 19 Keys, uh, Mr. Two Weeks Out, and the circle of CEOs. People who have established branded names and actually made moves during that time yep. period. You get know what I'm saying? And made traction. I was doing tours during that time period. I was I was an influencer since 2018 though. So I already had 2 years of experience mm-hmm. of making content, of building a routine of posting every day. I've been doing that since 2018. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? So it was easy for me to keep going. But also creativity. You guys understand that no one is going to out strategize and out think y'all. And you got to have that confidence. And I have that same confidence in my brand of I'm not going to be out strategized or out thought at any point in this. You know what I'm saying? Or outworked. You get what I mean? That's it right there. Yeah. Or out. That's really what it's about. Execution yeah. is key. Yeah. And the consistency. Yeah. Consistency. Because
2: you come from that military. Like me, I play sports. I always use a sports analogy. But you come mm-hmm. from that. Like you don't understand the discipline and you understand of doing things every single day that regiment. That's what most people don't have. Exactly. You know so it's like, it's one thing to do something for a week or for a month, but to do something for six years, every single day for six years, that's what most people are not going not to do it. They're not going to do built, it.
1: We built addictions to this. We yeah. don't realize it, but we're addicted to this. Yeah. It's a drug to us. If we don't do this, we're going to feel some type of way. We're going to feel sick if we take a week off. That's it. That's people what, don't understand that.
0: Yeah. They look at us like, yo, how do y'all do it? Like you said, like, yo, y'all was in LA the other day. I seen yeah. y'all in
1: New York. It was like- we refuse to be at work, but we know like the mission. like We can't stop. <laughs> how do y'all explain that to, to kids and family? Like, Because even me, I have to be like, hey, uh, if you don't mind me asking, like, how do you explain that? Like, hey, baby, we got to hit this road in order <laughs> to make this mission go. Yeah. And, and like that's a conversation. Remember Magic said that at the uh, m 500 thing? He did. He did. He said I had to have a conversation with my wife and say, hey, I need three years. I understand we 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 love you we cling it, we love this but I need some time to go and chase this so we don't, so we don't have to spend the next twenty doing this yeah. you get what I'm saying yeah, it's vitally
0: important um, I think because my wife I mean we've been together for so long mm-hmm. we've been married for going on eleven years and so everything I've ever tried to do she's always been supportive and so this is just the next thing that she was like all right I'm gonna be supportive the travel part was like all right this is gonna be tricky and that's yeah. part of the reason I was like I can't teach anymore just because. I couldn't give my all to teaching. It was like I can't, I can't be here 75%. I gotta be 100 percent at all times. And so mm-hmm. obviously earn your leisure had pulled on me, but it was like the conversation, it was like more importantly, it was my kids, right? They're used to daddy being there all the time. And it was like, all right, let's just have a conversation together so they can understand what's happening. And once they understood why we had to move and how great, right? because they were watching it, when we were shooting episodes, we we're shooting that in my house. My kids have to leave mm. because I needed to be quiet. They understood it from the beginning, They're like, wow oh, daddy! daddy's doing something. Uncle Rashad is doing something. So they kind of understood it as it was happening. And as uh. it scaled, they understood it more. And so now they choose, like if we have a city that we got to go to, if we're going to LA, I give them a choice. Like, hey, y- y'all want to come here? We're going to Atlanta. Would y'all like to come? We're going to Philly. And so I let them choose what they want to be a part of. And same thing with my wife. She chooses what she wants to participate in. And she works with us. Like she's part of the business as well. So, She's involved in it. And so that helps too. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that conversation, communication, like I always say
1: that's the, that's the number one communication thing. Communication is that's key. the number one thing. I definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like my kids aren't old enough for me to have that conversation yet. But as a, I knew that, hey, I got to put in, because my son isn't four yet. And I said by the time he played basketball and soccer, I want to have made so much passive income. Because passive income is the most important. That's what we should all be trying to build. Mm-hmm. That income, that, because we're working, we're actively working for what we got. And we're actively building. That's okay because Oprah actively still doing stuff, Tyler Perry still actively. So, all this, I'm a retire young, there's no such thing as retiring. Even a retired don't retire. We technically retire. We'll have to work a day in our lives with the money we just made. But at the end of the day, what keeps us going? Definitely more money. But uh, you know what I'm saying? More. Definitely, definitely more. more. Definitely more, more money. But also like living in our purpose keeps us going. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, if y'all were to quit right now, you would disappoint a lot of people and you would disappoint yourselves. You get what I'm saying? Yep. So that also keeps us going too. Uh, I can't. This is my purpose. God called me to do this. Can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. But see, if you don't feel like it's your purpose, and you feel like you're just trying to catch up to somebody else, and you living through somebody else, and you hating and doing all that, then you might quit one day.
2: Well, and that's the thing with a lot of you know people in our space and the influencers, and it's that you can tell if if it's not authentic, you can tell yeah. it's just a hustle for the moment. Mm. Hustles for the moment never last Mm-mm. because it's not something that you really are deep rooted in. You just see it as a quick opportunity. And after a while, that's, that's going to burn out. Like you're not going to have the, the discipline to continue to do it when things aren't going as good as they were going at
1: one point. If you showing the money you made from your customers, I can't take you serious. Yeah. As a business person, mm. like if you guys were to show, hey, this is what we made off InvestFest. You get what I'm saying? Like that would be the dumbest business move we can it's, make. It's weird.
2: But and people I, do that. And, I, and like I said, when I was going on Clubhouse and it was weird to me. Yeah. It was a whole thing that would, you show your icon. And, and I didn't even know what, it, what I had to ask him. I'm like, what is that? It's like, that's how much money they get on Stripe or that. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess if that's the route that you want to go, but I don't ever foresee how that would be beneficial. I don't know. That's, Showing no
1: profit. Yeah. Why, would you, why would you tell your customers how you eating? You get what I'm saying? Like, like people do that, and I just be confused every time. Yeah, I just made this this month. I'll never do that. I'll show you investment stuff, because that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But nah, because I'm taking a trade with them. I'm walking in, but we not finna show what we made on strike, what we made off these courses, <laughs> but we did that. Where they do that, Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure we all generate, not all, but if you a heavy hitter, you should have generated eight figures in this business. You feel me? But- that ain't to show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that ain't to show a screenshot. That ain't nothing because you want longevity. You're not in this now. You're not in this to have say I'm bigger than you. And that's the part that, like, I didn't understand in this space too is the whole, the tears of who's making the most money. We shouldn't even be knowing this type of information. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> that's like, a fact. It really, you should be focused on who got the bigger impact and influence. That should be a competition of anything because the money gonna follow. But we understand that it's only like 10, 20 people who understand that mm-hmm. that the influence comes first before the money and the money will follow. Byproduct. Yeah, you feel me? Well,
2: ladies and gentlemen, another classic conversation. Oh, yeah. Aristotle Investments covered a lot of different stuff, man. Very, very insightful young man. Um, keep up the good work. Stay on the path. Appreciate man. it.
0: I would call him the next up, f- but he's here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. here, man. I feel like.
2: <laughs> But like you got a lot of your head ahead of yourself, not just in the investment and business world, but just in life in general. So, you know, definitely have a good head on your shoulders. So keep it up, man. That's important. That's important. For sure. So make sure you tap in with my guy, Aristotle Investments on Instagram, right?
1: Yeah, Aristotle underscore investments. It seemed like every time I do this, you got a lot of fake pages. pages. A bunch of yeah, them, yeah, yeah. You I got 19
2: keys, 19 keys probably got the most fake pages, <laughs> but you got Jessica. a lot of fake pages, <laughs> too. Jessica. Like, yeah, you, know, you every day it's like a, a different <laughs> fake page. Yeah, because how I know it, it's like you They'll might tag you. exactly They'll tag us in a picture. Yeah, that's from like six months ago. <laughs> I don't get it. Yo, the, yeah, var- you need to get verified. Verify Aristotle, please. No, they, I'm verified. But you are verified. Oh yeah. So but, how is it, how is that still happening? Because most of the time when you verify, you don't. It, it stops happening at that level. Because
1: nineteen keys not verified. That's why mm-hmm. his thing just keeps going crazy. Yeah. Well, I'll say this like. In a thing, in a weird, I'm pretty sure y'all got fake pages too. Yeah. If you really think about it, they're immortalizing us. I look at it as a compliment, meaning you're keeping my legacy going. They can take this Instagram and I'll always have these pictures for the rest of my life. You get what I'm saying? They, They have immortalized me. That's how yeah, I so, it. So, Immortal The immortal one the Yeah immortal, you can look up 5,000 5, <laughs> fake pages What man And they gonna see like I can never lose These pictures So sometimes I go and look at The fake page To go grab something And I done posted so much I'm like Oh well, I know this fake page Behind oh, Let me go pull that From back when I did that. Uh, The immortal
2: hey, one That's a fact yeah. Nah but Definitely <laughs> tap in Once again Honeydrip EYL.com That's for a thousand dollars Off of his mentorship program Highly recommend it if you want to invest in your education, tapping with my guy, man. You know, very, very knowledgeable as you know, but um just overall good dude and um somebody that, like I said, I see a lot in your future for sure. And shout out to the Josephine Lounge definitely. <laughs> we both should get discounts. because right. we uh, spent a lot of money in Josephine's as well. Discount. So. We should have an honorary section. Well, what life life, life like a right. lifetime, lifetime, lifetime section? section. Man, yeah. what let's Smitty, go. Let's go. Smitty? let's make it happen. Please. Next time we'll be out there is Re- Revolt Conference. We'll be out there. Yep. So, Revolt Summit. So, yep. Yeah. Shout out to Revolt, man. Shout out to Atlanta too. It, that's all, depending that's on how I'm they saying, respond,
0: man. maybe maybe we with that Maybe we don't. We'll see how you respond.
2: Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. We put on the clock.
0: Yeah. Easy putting dudes on the clock. We putting y'all on the clock. The leisure lounge. Come all on. <laughs> yeah, for real though.
2: That's a fact. Troy, housekeeping items?
0: Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. All our earners on EYL University. The number one place for everything in the world of business and entrepreneurship. Uh, shout out to everybody that's supporting the merch. And Shout out to everybody that is sharing information, man. We always tell you do your own research, but shout out to the people that are doing the research and sharing the information when it's good. So we appreciate y'all. Love is love.
2: Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. 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 There you go, ladies and gentlemen. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. (laughs) a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop.